0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Talkie
3: recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. Your Ryan Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 8th of November, 2015. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. Whenever you're ready, brother. I oh, just kind of thinking over the day and over the week's uh, studies and different things. Uh, um, I believe it was... Uh, Oh man, there's a guy in Texas that sends me some good information every now and then and he's the one that sent me the um, that um, canceled TV show that was made in England and they showed it over there for one season. It was called um, The Omega Factor. And um, um, I knew of the project more as the Omega Project, which was an FBI training system, and it was how they would teach people in remote view to run timelines and project where a kidnapper would be. A matter of fact, they even put a movie out on it. Uh, ben Kingsley played the part. And um, if you'll notice, the researchers in that particular deal is called the Omega Project or Project Omega with Ben Kingsley. And uh, what they did was they taught them how to open the gate of the mine, but they didn't teach them how to shut it off. And um, a lot of them would go crazy. They'd commit suicide. I mean, all kinds of stuff because they never could get it out of their mind. It was continually there. And, uh, boy, I'm so thankful I went through the silver end of it because Jose taught us how to turn it on, turn it off, do whatever the hell we want. It worked for us instead of us working for it. And, uh, anyway, uh if you watch the Omega Factor, it's in five, six-minute sections in there. You know, they just got little bites of it in there, and they'll give you a piece of the program. But if you really go to listening, especially when you get up to about, oh, what is it, the 8th one, I think it is, all of a sudden, if you're listening, they'll start making little turns about what the mind does, what you can do, what different people can do. And then uh, they go into special operations, and um, they begin to separate people, but uh, they use some of the MK Ultra training. Uh, the other night I heard a, a blurb, I think it was on Coast to Coast, uh, and they kept referring to um, uh, going back to Montauk Camp Hero. It may have been on uh, Clyde uh, Lewis uh, uh, Ground Zero, but um, they were referred about Camp Hero in Cedar Grove, New York, and and uh, Montauk Point and stuff like that, and uh, Nazis in World War Two. Hell, there was more Nazis in damn Manhattan Island than there was in the damn Atlantic. Uh, they would come into a sub pen um, that they could dock up there at the caves at Montauk and Camp Hero, and uh, you had these underground caverns and stuff that are there. And anyway, that that kind of that was a lot of classified stuff. But nevertheless, they would do certain types of mine projects and programming. And they would put latent triggers in people. Uh, They would use various mechanisms, LSD, different things, you know, um, the dimethyltryptamine aspect to open the mind gate. And um, they would uh, submit them to fear, to love, to different things like that. And uh, because the two greatest programming mechanisms there is, is uh, hatred and anger on one end and um, love and... uh, um, um, you know, some form of love on the other end. and uh, But anyway, this doctor kept coming up, and in certain projects, uh, operations, uh, it would either come up as either a Dr. Green, a Dr. Green-Bauer, a Dr. Green-Bomb, or a Dr. Uh, uh And um, so when you heard that, you knew that damn Nazi uh, shrink was involved in this shit because that's who in the hell and what he was. And uh, he was uh, in Canada, but yet a lot of the specialized things would take place around uh, New York City and, and so forth. And because, see, you've got several particle accelerators up there. Um, you'll drive into some of those towns, and it's like a round circle that you'll go in. Well, that's really a, uh, an accelerator underground there. And you've got several, several of them up in that neck of the woods. And that's where they gained their power to run the SAGE uh, radar antenna system uh, that was at Camp Hero, uh, New York. And then, see, that's where Jonathan Salk and him was at Camp Cancer, Cedar Grove, New York. And so all of these special operations type stuff. And when you deal with vaccines, you're really dealing with a... Uh, it's not, It's not a medical thing like you think of, uh, since so about fifteen forty all vaccines have been used uh, as uh, weaponry or weaponized forms of medicine, and that's how they can control and uh, create more diseases to mutate and stuff like that, like swine vaccine, strain 40 is your sub base and I mean you get into some real sophisticated type crap. And uh, so that's why when uh, you go in and they give you certain blocks of shots, depending on what armed forces branch you're in, uh, you're getting a different uh, batch. And so they'll project and they'll watch those people and track them to see in their medical records uh, what kind of effects, like uh, certain ones would uh, it would increase the rate of and and the people that retired out. Um, others uh they had increased rate uh, of um of uh, low back problems uh and, and uh others would be kidney involvement or things of that nature um or you'd see them get into uh, certain types of diabetes and depended on uh, like they would use n p h or uh with one of the um um insulins uh and if they were on NPH, after a while, they'd go to shutting down the veins and arteries in their legs and things like that. But yet you could put them on a the natural stuff and totally cure them. Well, hell, the government would not go to tell you nothing about that because the government is involved in commerce and enterprise. And, uh, see, that's the buying and selling of men's souls. And the word soul is your life, your life, your knowledge, your, your ability. And so what they do is they get you to work for the corporate farm and um, that's uh, basically uh, uh, all the profit mechanisms of big pharma. Even though it's pharmacological, they are definitely farming the masses because the uh, pharmaceuticals are kind of like using herbicide, pesticide, and, uh, you know, et cetera, except it's just different application on a human being.
0: Yeah, I was watching that
3: that Omega Project. Uh, There's like 90 different ones in there. Yeah, that's that's why they pulled it after that one year of that showing in England. It's because it was revealing too much stuff coming to mind. Um, It was pointing out that people could do this. Uh, Some people had more gifts or more abilities to augment than others. And see, that's why uh, uh, your genetics and how you, you breed and raise your children, uh, you can pass those traits. You can, see, when you start crossing races, what you're doing is you screw up the uh, the psychic abilities, the electromagnetic uh, uh, sensory mechanism within the brain. It, uh, it kind of throws it off. And... Uh, so you have different ones. It's just like uh, certain crossings in the genetics uh, uh, within the race structure. Uh, some people, uh, you can no longer find a, uh, uh, a blood or a, um, you know an organ match or anything like that because their, uh, their system is mutated off enough that there's no natural uh, original blood supply or um, original uh, DNA that can correct it. They're just too far out of sync. Their vibrational frequency has shifted too far. Wow. They, they don't want people talking about that. That's why you get into telegony, T-E-L-E-G-O-N-Y. And if you look that up, boy, they got to where they don't even hardly want to say nothing about that. And um, But um, uh, see, like inbreeding. Inbreeding, if it's done correctly, uh, man, that's the only way you can improve a strain without losing its characteristics. And um, line breeding, while it's more acceptable to people that are ignorant or unaware of, you know, the full implications of the process, uh, they think that, uh, well, they won't get idiots in this and that and the other. They're going to get just as many damned idiots as the other methodology except for the fact that Um, they're going to lose the good potential over time because they cannot uh, breed tight enough uh, to maintain the original traits, characteristics, or to improve them. And so if you become what's known as a homozygote breeder instead of a heterozygosis or heterozygote breeder, uh, you can pack the genetic structure of, say, a particular animal or group of animals and throw those characteristics uh, and traits consistently um, up to where you can get between eighty and ninety percent, um, you know, uh, uh, projection of what you're looking for, and the five to ten percent would be something that you would cull out and um, see. But what they're doing here is they're making modifications to human beings today. And they're bringing them and that corrupt gene process back into the pool gene supply, and so they're really contaminating and destroying humanity. But see, uh, that's why they don't do blood tests anymore, because it would reveal the error in the blood gene base that these people have. Uh, and so when they go to marry and have children, um, you see, the government don't give a damn if you have some screwed up children. That's just a bigger size, slice of the pie that the medical industry is going to get. Anyway, what's your thoughts on this?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Jimmy boy.
2: Yes, sir.
3: I'm here. I say, what do you think about that? Oh, I think I'm going to do the blood test and find exactly what's going on with me and my family. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, seriously, though, you can, you can determine certain traits, uh, certain characteristics. Like uh, in the oriental class, um, if you, um, uh, certain um, oriental groups have weak eyes, so they basically all have to wear or use glasses and uh see there's a high percentage of that in japan and um uh you know just different areas different things happen um some people uh, their age longevity or their ability to uh, access um, 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 the dream state and things of that nature like the out-of-body see uh you know I I was in classes and I taught classes to where I would teach people how to do astral projection, OBE, similar to what they do at Monroe Institute, and teach you how to step out and things of that nature. Because you're having to facilitate a mechanism or a bridge within the conscious mind that it can accept or it will allow certain things to happen. And then once you get past that, it's kind of like going beyond the speed barrier Uh, In speed learning, uh, which is around 350 to 400 words per minute, you go beyond that barrier and hell, the sky's the limit. It's just how fast uh, you've been taught or you're uh, 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 programmed or or, you're given mechanisms that can facilitate um, high-speed reading. See, we had a computer that would read up to a million words a minute, and uh, we had a girl that could could read that a uh, million words a minute i mean just lickety split and somebody said well couldn't she do more I said well yes she probably could He said well why didn't y'all do it He said well we didn't have a damn computer that could run fast enough to read it fast enough that she could deal with it and um so uh when they hit one million that was it that was more or less putting a double thumper to it you know it was over with but um the human mind uh yeah it's kind of like lucy uh Because all of those traits and characteristics are really in you. It's a matter of you um, augmenting and accessing them. Um, Then, uh, as Scripture says, by reason of use, they exercise their senses. See, once you're taught that it's there and you can consciously accept that, then we can begin to teach you things that you could do to learn how to do that. Uh, to facilitate it and put it, uh, you know, augment it into your your repertoire of action. Then um, once you get to a certain thing, we'll teach you to look for the small things and things like that because, you know, I mean, uh, you can get rid of a headache uh, easier than you can uh, cause somebody to raise up from the dead. So we'll start with a headache. And uh, you keep working this and working that, and pretty soon uh, somebody's got a blood clot, And, um, let's say that they'll teach you how to step into the mine and open the damn blood clot up. Well, somebody said, well, damn, they're a hundred miles away. How'd you do that? The same way you can step into the mine and shut that damn artery down. I mean, uh, you know, it's just easier to train them how to heal than it is to train them how to kill. If they can heal, they can kill. It's just a matter of what they want to do. And, um, So, I mean, there's all kinds of things that's involved with this mechanism of thought. And uh, you just have to remember, though, what you give out, you give back. And that's why there's also a mechanism that the Pharaohs were taught that uh, they could pray the curse or or send forth the curse, the death hand, um, you know, uh, whatever, or even the healing hand. And uh, they knew how to do that and to act it, and it's in your Psalms and things like that if you know what you were reading. But, uh, see, what's happened is that they've made you believe that science and matter is the supreme uno whatever, and it's not. Science and, and matter is subject to the mind, period. The mind is not subject to matter and science. Science and matter have to get their little darling butts in line because the mind is what makes it happen and can change it. And um, that's why if you're into a real type of special training and they're really afraid of somebody that has a powerful mind, one they want to do is they want to keep them to where they can't do any daydreaming or any dream recognition um, and facilitation at all because if you can prevent him from having a dream or daydreaming – and admitting it into the seven superconscious mind over a twenty four hour period uh, you can drive him completely out of his rabid ass mind. I mean it's into it. you can reprogram him from the get go and uh so I mean there's a lot of things that's there. It's just that uh we don't necessarily or i don't I don't teach people everything they can do or exactly how to go about doing it. I'll teach them how to heal and how to help people you know, and I'll give them the consequences and showing them how to do that and um But uh, you also had the ability to protect yourself. That's why when you learn to put the shield around you, um, some of them will use a pink shield because uh, it's associated with love. So if you went out to, say, uh, um, Arizona out there uh, around the Grand Canyon, you'd come to the Crystal Cave, and there's this big, massive-ass cave and mound there that is uh, more or less like a, uh, a, a quartz uh, love stone, uh, a pyramid, and it's called the Temple of Isis. and that's all classified. You can't even get in there, but uh, there's spots that you can get to with a big, long-powered uh, telephoto lens, and uh, you can absolutely get a picture of it. And it is a, it's a pyramid, but it's uh, it's a it's made out of a, a more or less a love pink quartz stone See, that'd be a, a been helping. yeah i've been uh, uh, uh practicing projecting myself to certain areas and uh you know maybe before long I'll get feedback on it well D- Dick Dickck in a valley of the Sun publications him and Trish. Uh, hell I guess he's still married to trish now uh dick done special uh ops research and things of that nature, and he taught a a mechanism god that was what way back in what 60s, 70s,
2: seventies 60s.
3: sixties he taught astral projection and um it was like a two tape uh, deal that he had and he was teaching people how to do a, you know an o b e or step out astral project to step out and leave the body Because that was a difficult a lot of people they couldn't they, they, they'd either teach them to set up or to roll out, you know, and things of that nature. And then Dick started giving a program in uh, one of the areas that they would uh, begin to access the divine higher mind or the super mind. And, uh, ma'am, when they did, their abilities increased like 50%, 60%, just boom, uh, because of going to this higher mind. See, all they were doing was giving the program, to access part of what is already a part of us. And uh, it's simply, uh, like it says, you are all gods. And Jim stated it real well, I believe it was last week. He said, But if you don't wake up and understand this, your ass is going to die like a man, dude. You might as well get head out of reckless here and wake up. You can either learn to be the God and gain the crown of age lasting ability that John 3, 16, 15 is talking about, or shit. You know, the earth has, uh, uh, hell that's enlarged herself. Well, what is hell there? Look that word up in that particular usage. And it means the graveyard. Let me tell you something. You can just keep planting folks out there. That's the truth.
0: But I've
3: just yeah. been... Yeah, yeah pink, uh, pink uh, uh, rose quartz... See, another thing is it's associated. I mean, how many of you have ever looked inside of the beautiful gate of the garden? Doesn't it have a remarkable color of pink? Beautiful color. So the love quartz or rose stone quartz is equated to a woman, period. Period. And now you're going to Culpeper and the doctrine of signatures, frequencies, vibrations. They call that pretty love pink. I don't know what they call it, but I can tell you what that thing is. Damn good looking.
2: Uh, There
3: ain't nothing better.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: But I've been endeavoring to project my image certain places and uh... yeah you uh, Jim listen you have to remember when you first start doing this it's going to seem like you're just imagining yeah and as you begin to do it you'll find out little things will happen that you're imagining wasn't really imagination you were absolutely doing it but it's so different and what normal society believes and expects, and what the school systems teach, that you feel like you're a, um, you know, a, a whale out of water, so to speak. That's why when he tells you, and you learn, and you see some of these things, go and tell no man. You you can't go open your head up to them, because until you've developed and built the foundation. Of application, and you're convinced of it,
2: um,
3: you let somebody know, they'll, they'll start telling you you're crazy, you're this, they'll ostracize you, and they'll put more and more pressure on you to drive you away. Because in reality, see, they're afraid of this, they've been taught the fear of it. That's the devil, that's to this, that's to that. These people, they think their own goddamn mind is the devil, honest to God. These sorry-ass preachers are to be carried out and just lined up and just shot or hung because they're just lying to them people. And that's why these people are so weak, so intimidated. And that's why that preacher's getting that damn 501 exemption. It's because of the fact he's got to take and keep the people in line. He's getting that doctrine there... Uh, um, 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 uh, uh, fight to uh, augment and program the people to support government. They're governing the mental realm of people's minds, and uh, see, this is the only way a government system. That's why and then the people right now are leaving the churches. People said, "Oh God, it's a major thing. They're, they're no longer believing God. Oh my God, they just oh they're becoming atheists." Hell, the damn doctrine these idiots are teaching, it is atheistic.
0: You listen to some of these preachers that really
3: get up there and listen to what them dummies are saying? Honest to God, I'll tell you what, they sound like they just escaped from Pineville or South Press in San Antonio. They're just as nuts as a damn busy bug. Oh man, it's got to be this call. Every time I get on this call, um, I, my nose starts just running. I, I what it is, I'm I'm picking up emphatically different things, uh, different people, and uh, it's kind of like a flame that you break up and you're pulling off. You know, you're tapping into it. And, and any of you got a comment about any of this at all, or? or Hell, I, I don't even know why in the hell we're having this call. It don't seem to be doing a damn bit of good to help these folks. I mean, um, uh, I'd like to see them either type it in and we'll read it or if they're on the phone to feel free anything, to... Anything, just anything. Just, you know, get get involved in it. I mean, if, if it, this is not important and if this doesn't tweak your interest, if this doesn't help you then shit, let me know. I will find me something else to do. I'm wasting my time here. I definitely look forward to these calls. I mean, that's the whole purpose we have this here is so that people can, you know, come to an understanding within themselves and uh, understand how to be an overcomer and uh, to walk through this life, you know, you know, being all that they can be. And I'm not talking about in the Army either. <laughs> well, yeah. I will through,
2: when, yeah, I try to when, make-
0: when,
3: when they make a comment or they write back, see, they're really impressing on their own subconscious, superconscious mind. Because if they're bold enough to write it, type it, ask it, say it, whatever, then the 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 sub and the superconscious mind says, "Wow, they 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 really want to be involved in this. Let me go to open the doors up so they can do this." And so that's one of the things. Uh, like uh, some of them, I use uh, the sexuality to explain it because in reality, as above, so below. I mean, what's going on in your head and? procreative methodologies of the brain, uh, mind connection is the same thing that's procreative down between your legs. It's just, uh, you have to understand that they're two, they're two mechanisms but they operate in a very similar fashion. And uh, I can explain this and teach this to somebody and, and sum some up the only thing, oh my God, that means I'm going to make a sex expert out of them, you know, I mean, and boy they're ready. I mean, they, oh goodness gracious, sake a like, lot. And, um, uh, uh, then some of them, um, they they cannot equate to that at all. They have no idea the stories of Abraham and stuff like that. Those are not uh, allegories. They don't even, They don't even know what the crap that means. Uh, you can tell them a parable. Oh shit! They think that means a living, breathing, actual everyday fact. They don't understand. It's not literal at all. And uh, they won't look the damn definition up. I had one guy tell me, "I don't believe in no dictionaries. I don't believe in this and there. Uh, I believe in the Bible." And i thought, "Oh man, what's who who slammed this dude upside the head with a ball bat? You know, because it knocked all of his goddamn brains out. He don't even reason correctly." <laughs> But There's a lot of stuff in the 1800s. Um, I mean, boy, now they have really tried to suppress stuff in the They had the uh, head of the Smithsonian Institute resigned over the patent office, and uh, they asked him why he resigned. He said, "Because there's nothing left to invent. It's all been created. It's all been invented." And uh, you know, you kind of laugh. And you think, well, this, this, and that, and the other. Well, let me let me give you kind of a clue here. If you go back to the Buddha, whatever time frame you want, we know it was BC uh, prior to the times that you equate to what you call the Messiah. Buddha postulated the theory. A molecular structure. It took us all these years to finally just a few years ago to get ahead out of rectus and wake up what the hell Buddha was talking about. And so in that same vein, consider the head of the patent office resigning because everything had been patented. And see, another thing is that if you took and the people at the Smithsonian had to produce every true... Invention, every true artifact, and bring it up without the the pressure of the Vatican's damn stupid ass rule, and, and the bankers and stuff, and and the and the the royalty uh, wanting to control everything. If they had to bring that up, um, I don't know if you'd have uh, very many of them left at all because the Smithsonian has destroyed and hid more true knowledge. Than you can absolutely imagine. They're not the they're not the securers and clusters away of uh, of uh, true knowledge. These assholes are uh, only keeping and preserving and putting out for the public what they want you to know. I mean that's I'm sorry. That's it. The reason they killed was it 45 or 48. Uh, um naturopathic doctors It's because that they they realize that hell pharmaceuticals can't cure nothing and vaccines is a problem oh they can't have that because they can't control the population if they if if you know that they want you to get rid rid of weapons you need to buy every goddamn weapon you can get your hands on The Messiah told you if you've got two cloaks to sell one of them, damn it, and go buy you a sword. Well, we out of the sword business, we in the weapon business today. And whatever the hell that fits, that's what you get. I mean, uh, uh, it wasn't just to get rid of criminals. It was to get rid of these damn sorry-ass governments, because these bastards are the criminals. Come on, folks, head out of record. Shit, i got enough to stir you up. Let's see what you got. Come on, folks. I know you got something you got to say. If you're not on the phone, get on the phone and say it. We'd like to hear what you got to say. Yeah, but it's a problem, Iowa Hawk. Manly P. Hall did put out some good stuff, but it's like uh, anything else. Um, There's bailed instruction uh, that's there. That's like if you go to the HUNA code. And you study the Huna religion. Uh, that guy up in Missouri has learned a lot, but uh, there's things that they're not. I remember old Brother Swift used to preach years ago, and um, I, I'd sitting there and I was listening. All they was all talking about how Brother Swift was teaching them this and teaching them that, and all of a sudden, Brother Swift come out and he made that He said, and I am not going to tell you the secrets. I said, there it is, folks. Listen to him. The man just told you he's not going to tell you the damn secrets. And you all think his asshole is gold. Gypsy wants to know if you
0: can...
3: Talk about love or something that doesn't make her stomach turn, honey. I, I I like to study it about the love part. I really do, but I have to I have to kind of give them something to uh, let them see the fact that uh, um, they're people that we trusted in and believed in. That, honest to God, the crap that they have taught us, um, and there's things that we've called love that is no more. Um, uh, in the vein of love than a man in the moon. Um, I love our fellow man. But The real truth of how do you love humanity is, one, you have to really love yourself first. If you don't love yourself, you cannot love anybody else. Two, if you don't spend your time learning and developing what it takes for you to help yourself, you can't teach or share that with no one else because you won't know what to do. So if we're going to love our fellow man and woman or whatever, uh, then we need to learn to do things and to share with them. And then when uh, you help people, there's times you'll go places and you'll help people and somebody's going to remember. And the next thing you know is you're going to come through, and there will be another one lined up, or three or four of them will recognize you. And, and the next thing you know is there will be down there a congregation in Walmart or someplace. And uh, then people don't give a damn about what their company says. They want to get healed. And so you start running energy on them and healing. I had to watch going into park because I was going in, and uh, I was running energy on them, and they were getting healed right and level. Lady took her back brace off right there to deal. It freaked that store owner out so bad it was unreal. And uh, she came to me. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, I hope I'm helping people. Who are you? I said, ma'am, that's not important. I want to know who you are and what you're doing. I said, ma'am, you have a good day. I just turned around, walked out, got my vehicle, and we left. Because I knew what was about to happen. Uh, Violet, he wants to know what's the difference between Baal and Belial. Uh, It's Baal or Be a Liar. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Oh, Baal Baal meant like, uh, um, Baal was uh, a name that was given to the husband. And uh, so if you look in certain instances, it said that they were wed to Baal um and uh Bilal is more or less like a um, um a son of uh contrarian you know someone that uh is in opposition to good or god and, and see uh, uh human beings uh, uh, they're either in the capacity of, of being uh, one good for good or god uh and notice what he says he said good master he said why callest thou me good? There is only one that is good. In other words, all the rest of us out here has kind of stepped on it every now and then, you know what I mean, kind of drug it in the dust and, and kind of screwed up the program on a regular basis. And um, what we're doing is that these are mechanisms that open the gate of enlightenment to us so we can understand the trial, the tribulation, the, the, the crappy deal, so to speak, one, these are really kind of like stop signs, and and um, they're built-in teaching mechanisms that tell us, hey, babe, put the whoa on it, you know? Don't you read the sign up the under It says there's no bridge, 500-foot drop, 150 feet across it. Automobile cannot jump that far. And uh, if the dummy don't uh, stop, then guess what? Asshole joins down Darwin's gene pool.
0: That's well, it, I guess it could be used like that, Frank.
3: <laughs> and Iowa says, Wop his is teepee. <laughs> well, I guess if he sticks on it, it'd be like that big bull of males. Male had a <laughs> great big damn beef master. And the uh, U class, they had to uh, every six years have to get a new bull. And homozygote, I go, I don't have to do that. I raise my own because mine'll. I can breed a black bull to a red cow, and she'll throw black calves. And normally red is dominant over black. But because of the way I breed and knowing what I know, but anyway, that great big damn bull, that bull must have weighed, that bull probably weighed close to 3,500 pounds. I mean, this, he was a monster. And uh, because they have Brahma in them, the sheath on their penis is real long. And see, that was one of the problems when they started taking the water buffalo and breeding them at Texas A&M until they created and produced a Brahma strain that uh, uh, would breed consistently um, and the sheath wouldn't prevent it, but, uh, they have terrible, uh, infections, kind of like, you know, the whole thing, cattle, big teeth, dragging the ground and crap like that, and they, they pick up a lot of, uh, mastitis and so forth. But nevertheless, um, this big bull of his had a big long sheath. And, uh, you know, he, I mean, God, the hook the on the sides of this, on this bull was, man, it, 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 it was damn near eight inches in diameter, you know, I mean it's a big damn bull. And uh, something happened, he went to get up. And the sheep was long and when he brought his right rear foot up, he put that hook down on his dangole. And I am here to tell you you talking about a bull raised some kind of hell
2: because that was his
3: main takeoff foot, you know, to raise that big hunk of beef off the ground. You could hear him sound off. I mean, you probably could have heard him plumb the highway from where Mel's place was. And uh, what it did was, it just smashed the end of it flat, which means it wasn't worth a damn for breeding no more. And so he became a slaughter bull instantly. And... um uh, I always was with the Angus because they have short, tight sheep and we don't have infections with them and all that kind of bull, you know, and we don't have breeding or rebreed problems. Uh, as a matter of fact, with an Angus, you've got to watch them. Hell, they'll breed at six months' age. But um, um, you just have to stop and think about different things that you do. Um, there's a lot of people standing on their own dangling, you know. And, uh, they're messing their own program up. And, and you can't tell them nothing. And, uh, they just keep buying the same old limitation. And like Einstein said, you're just going to keep doing the same crap you've been doing all along and expect to get something different out of it. That is, uh, the height of lunacy. I mean, he's just telling you flat ass something simple. You're a pure, damn lunatic if that's what you think you're going to do. It ain't going to work. And, uh... So um, y you, you you talk to people, you know, you work with them, you you do what you can.
0: And uh, You there?
3: Fired at the fired at me. Well, yeah, okay. I was wondering because Frank said he's having trouble on the audio. And uh <coughs> But uh, there's just a lot of things that that you're going to be around. I mean, um, you'll have to be if if you pick out somebody to you know work with you in any kind of a sexual, uh, spiritual type application um, uh, in your family unit or whatever. Kind of scope the people out a little bit before you you know. Really expose everything to them, and uh, yet be careful. There's some of these people. Honest to God, uh, they don't need to know nothing. I mean, uh, some of these people are so damn dangerous it's unreal because of what they would do with knowledge. And uh, yet others, uh, you can work together. And uh, I don't, I don't know why it, we have developed this mentality in this country. That uh, everybody here thinks that uh, whoever dies with the most toys is the, the winner of the game. And, the, you know, the real problem is is the buttholes that have the most toys, I ain't seen one of them could carry a toy with them yet.
0: That's You know, the thing,
3: I mean, the things that you've been teaching, brother, and everything, I mean, is that, you know, we need to get into the game. And, uh, you know, you've put it out there in so many different ways that, you know, we need to practice what's. Oh, yeah, out. brother, I, I, I agree with you. I really agree, Jim. Keep going. I think that, you know, I mean,. You've really made it so simple for the people that are, that come on the calls and stuff to where that if they started right there and just you know allowed it to come forth and happen and like it says, like the prophets overcame their senses by the reason of use i mean <laughs> you you give us so many different uh avenues to look at and uh to contemplate on and practice and using it. If we use it, that's the only way we're going to gain the experience of it. That way, we know that it works. We can't just go by what somebody else said. That's correct. Uh, gypsy makes a statement there. She said, "Yes, it is not always the controllers that is the problem. It is the." Most mentality of the people that keeps the system in place see yes. i mean there are people out there that they have got to have usury and interest that is the only way they can see to survive and i'll guarantee them to you you try to explain the real secret of it and what's really happening those them people will blow your damn brains up man over over that knowledge that's just like messing with their God, because in reality, money is their God. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm sorry. You just have to listen to them, or watch people, what they think, how they act. Um, I remember, as when we were growing up, they were good people. They'd go out of the way and they'd help each other. But you see, they've got away from that, and they've got uh, they they started putting in uh, Hitler's Youth Corps uh, type training in the school system. So those that grew up. In my generation and later, uh, they have now going to have to report. I know somebody, if they don't know the secret of what the hell the deal is, uh, you could have full comp on everything on your vehicle. And uh, my daughter, Misty, uh, did. And uh, they were parked at Lowe's and trailer. And somebody come through and uh, hit the truck and took on off and uh so she called well she had full company it didn't make a damn bit of difference she could have went outside the, the road and run over a tree and they would have fixed it well there was somebody that was close to us they just could not stand it because she got her truck fixed and damn the next thing you know there was a uh, an insured special investigator come Uh, to check out the truck and everything else to see uh, if she had made a false claim against the the insurance company. And, oh, hell, it wasn't just a little bit, and um, I straightened it right out. And uh, the the investigator was there, and uh, he said, well, what happened? So Misty told him. And uh, she said, well, there was a woman police officer came up, and she said, well, I see what happened. said she wrote out the report and filed the report. And I said, that's it right there. The damn officer is an officer of the court. She made a judgment. She made a judicial ruling and determination. That's the goddamn program. This shit's over with. He looked up at Misty, he looked up at me, and he said, that's correct. I said, sir, thank you. Uh, you have a great day. We're glad you came out. He said, Ms. Hickman, he said, don't worry about thing. He said, everything is just fine. And uh, so uh, this, he went on her way. But I knew exactly the instant they made the complaint, I knew who the damn problem was because of the way people think. And see, this is why you cannot necessarily let everybody know what's going on in your life. Because some of these folks, honest to goodness, they're so damn jealous of anything that you may have or, or may not have or that they won't or don't want you to have uh, that, uh, I mean, you can't go by that. See, I mean, I try to be careful. I try to owe no man nothing but to love him, so to speak. Um I have some. They want to call me sometimes. to get to talking about killing people and what you do to do this with a sniper rifle. I don't even want to be on the damn phone with them, people. I know, one, they don't have a clue. And if I was to say anything, it's no matter what I would say, they would go back somewhere, and what come out of their damn mouth may be 90 miles from what I was even talking about. And before it's over, the next thing you know, is I'm on a on another watch list for doing this or that and the other. So you have to be careful what you say. Um, and um, um, someone uh, made a statement on me and uh, about me. And there was another individual there, and uh, uh this individual made this statement. This individual, other individual, looked at me and said, "I'm going to tell you something right now. That is the most honest and most polite individual." in this entire country. And they said, well, he don't believe like we do. He said, ma'am, you need to stop and think about what that man said.
2: That man knows
3: more about what's going on, and he's really trying to help you. But he don't believe in Jesus like I do. (laughs) And so, I mean, these people began to stand up, you know, and go, go, go to bat for me. And um, but there was nothing I could tell them because see, uh, she was a damn good Baptist, and man, according to her damn good Baptist beliefs, I was a damn good uh, uh, heretic, you know. <laughs> and um, and um, if somebody had a headache, she couldn't have made that headache go away if she had to. And if I walked up and done it, guess what? I just used the devil to do it. I mean, crazy shit like that. And um, it's kind of like a Messiah in the analogy. Made the statement. He said, "If uh, if uh, if Satan is getting rid of disease, or if he's casting out Satan, Bazels above the devil, uh, if he's causing good things to happen, then Satan is tearing his own house down. Because Satan simply means it's an adversary; it's one that opposes God or good. And and see that that's very difficult for some. Oh no, my preacher, he said this and that." What you need to do is either beat that damn preacher's ass or quit listening to that dumb ass because he don't know what he's saying. I agree with they're the blind leading the blind and they're both falling in the ditch. They're also the gates of hell. They says they know the truth and men for win, and they don't suffer no one else to go in either. Well that's exactly as the government I don't want you to believe in God. They talk about Russia being godless. I'm going to tell you something. Them buttholes up there in Washington, D.C. are godless. They don't want you to believe in God. They want you to believe in the damn state, the government. All you got to do, they're going to throw out your Ten Commandments. And you believe in God, huh? Well, them, they don't. Well, we can't have this. We can't have that. But they will promote every damn thing in the world that is contrary to good because it promotes law enforcement. It promotes judicial review and incarceration. Hell, don't you understand? That's what Ayn Rand told you. (laughs) They don't want honest, good people. They want people to break the damn policies and rules. Then they can file them and charge on them, and, and they can make a business out of them. That's what this is all about. And see, that's why we have to take and teach... That's why we have to teach and share with these people so that they will know. I mean, you can't tell everybody. Uh, There's people that I know that's around me, and basically speaking, everybody would think they're really good people. But I'll tell you what, you really find out what them people believe and what they, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you'll find out that uh, they may look like a new pair of shoes, but they've been well painted over so you can't see the scuff marks under it. Yes, sir. You know, I'd like to see a lot of the people come back, I mean, by them endeavor and, uh, you know, like they say, let go and let God, so to speak, uh, have his way us, <laughs> us getting in the way of it you know that's <laughs> true and that's true and uh, uh, they make the statement in there even the love and light folks will screw you over given half a chance I hate to say this but honest to God when a person starts telling me that they're a Christian the more they they, they rely on that and preach that and push that That is just like uh, rattles on a rattlesnake. They are telling me, be careful, that they are just waiting, and at any moment they will strike. And I am telling you right now, I have caught more hell from people that scream and holler and profess Christianity than anybody else. And, uh, uh, I mean, they use that as a badge of honor or as a, a camouflage to get to a point that they can do all this stuff. So you, you're really going to have to be careful, people. I mean, uh, um, like I said, when I grew up years ago, people were way different than they are now. And uh, it's just, uh, um, I try to help them and I, I go on, but... See, another thing is that they don't understand that once I've run energy on them, this is something that those of you that develop these abilities, I know what they're saying, even though I have left them. I can be someplace and three or four days later they will be in a discussion. (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, I can literally feel and hear what they're saying i had to stop buying feed from this one place and the guy needed the money but his damn mouth and his ignorant ass ideas uh he couldn't even accept the good that i was willing to give him um and and i'm talking you know pretty good size money i'm i'm looking you know we're looking 750 uh 750 to a thousand dollars you know uh a month in um in feed from the elevator and so forth. And um that guy could have really used that kind of cash. But that son of a gun, honest to God, he had the craziest ideas you ever seen. He had a brother in law that happened to be in the feed store and he had a really bad kidney stone. And um the man knew me, he owned a he owned a uh, an auction barn. And um I said, Do you want me to take that away? And uh, he said, would you? And so I did, and I pulled that up, and I popped that energy snap, and when it did, it shattered that damn stone. He went up, you know, and kind of uh, because of the pain, flew through it real quick, and it was over with. And I told him, I said, you go get you some lemons, and this is what you do. And uh, it was gone that night. That man that was his brother-in-law, him standing there watching it, Oh, God have mercy. You would have thought I was the biggest devil in the country, and I had just saved him a major damn surgery because that was a big damn kidney stone that he had lodged in his kidney. He couldn't even half walk. And uh, so, I mean, you you have to be careful about people like this. Um, lucid, conscious, dreaming. Yes, uh, hello, joyful. How are you doing, honey? Um. I had uh, sent out, I'll look and see, uh, I have a handout that I gave, uh, it was, uh, Bea had typed it in for me, it was a little pamphlet uh, where I had gone through, Conscious Dreaming Project, and um, it was short and sweet, and not too big around, but man, it gave you the secrets of how to control uh, the dream and how to develop the lucidity, see, all you have to do is give yourself the program that uh, you're going to remember, record, retain, and recall, not only now, but at any time during, including the future, but true uh, to, and especially beginning today, that during these dream sessions, you will have full lucidity, full cognizant awareness of it, so that you can ascertain that information that is given to you in this deep, higher realm of the mind, and you're able to bring it back and manifest it during this space and time in the continuum that you presently are operating in. You desire this and it is so. And so you might write that out and give yourself a program to that effect, something, you know, that you will uh, accept and entertain uh, and, and act on. And um, bam, everything will be fine. I'm doing pretty good, hon. I've um, I kind of been taking it easy. They... Uh, uh, I don't have any swelling at all in any of my legs, but uh, the uh, hole right in the center of that graph, you know, it's about, what, five or six inches in diameter either way you want to go. And uh, there's a hole right in the center. It looks like about the size of a 45 slug. But uh, they've been having a little difficulty getting that closed up. That's where it went all the way down to the bone and the, and stuff like that, but uh, uh, other than that, I seem to be doing okay. Um, I know I've heard from Misty, I think she hired back in down at uh, Chenier, and I think Danny's got about another week off, he's doing some stuff, uh, Jacob's back in, uh, well, he, he went seemed to be doing pretty good in school, um, I think he's going to graduate that class in December. But other than that, it seems like pretty good. Shawnee and I bug out in the morning, and uh, I have to run up to Ellick and Pineville, and um, on my way back, I'll stop at Sutherland's. Uh, uh, Scott Johnson, who's the assistant manager there, uh, has me 12 more new quills, metal ones from Oh uh, um, uh, Man Lake. Um, I told him certain things to buy, and uh, that's going to put me up in the neighborhood of about uh, 46 new wheels. That ought to be enough uh, for capture boxes and stuff like that, and uh, other than that, though, we're doing pretty good. Uh, um been taking it easy. We've had to sort the horses and the cattle, and the sheep up uh, so we can get grass coming back in those pastures because it was so dry i didn't want to have to sell any stock off but uh i may be forced to uh you know uh um i gotta buy probably another 20 40 60 rolls of uh round bales of hay and uh but other than that doing pretty good how about you on your end how are you doing
0: after the Are you by yourself this evening, Joyful? Huh. So oh,
3: busy working as much as I, okay, not new, uh, no, not this evening. Okay. Have you heard from um uh, from our fellow?
0: Hello. Thought maybe you might have heard from our, our fellow, our mutual uh friend.
3: He would have got a hold of you by now. Man, ain't that something? I just don't understand that. I know he's been pretty busy at that school trying to get that done. He's hoping he's gonna get that part time job through them. Till he finishes. That'd be pretty nice. Uh twelve dollars an hour, uh in house, you know, cutting plate and stuff like that. That there'd kind of get him squared away. But uh So uh, I, I thought I had sent the lucid dreaming, uh, conscious dreaming. I'll, I'll see if I can pull that up and uh, and um, send you a copy of that. Uh, I thought I had give that out. But, um, I'd search right now, but I'd probably mess up the program if I did. We had a few uh, mushrooms come up in the field, and I made some footprints, uh, um, kind of, you know, teach the children different things, but uh, uh, they bruise blue, as the fellow said, so uh, all this good rain and all that manure from uh, the sheep and the horses or the cattle and the horses is kind of real good for that. Okay, uh, I'll look through and see if I can find it again and send it out to everybody. Uh, It's really, it's strictly the manual uh, from the Conscious Dreaming Project. I went back later on and tried to get a hold of them, and, hell, boy, they didn't even want to acknowledge that they um, had even been there. (laughs) And... uh, there's a lot of stuff goes on around Gig Harbor, Washington, in case some of you are interested, you might um uh, hear the five rights and yet in reality there's six. And um
2: the sixth
3: right though is where they go um basically a celibate situation, but see that uh there's a little more to it than that and um um, anyway, I'll look and see if I can locate that, and then I'd send it out to everybody.
0: Jim, why don't you talk a little bit? <laughs>
3: Okay, brother, I'm here. I don't know if you, you take over and do a little talking, and let me just kind of sit back here a minute. I'd like to like to see people get a little bit more involved. <sighs> I know, folks, y'all bound to have something to say or want to share. If you do, please type it in, and I'll read it. And uh, if you're on the phone or thinking about getting on the phone, dial in, come in, and it's much it's easier of, that. It, it kind of kind of reminds me of somebody, uh, a friend of mine, uh, somebody on the RV team with me, sent me a deal about uh, uh, this lady, and she was mad than hell, she filed a. Uh, sexual harassment suit at her office he did this fella. And uh every time she'd go to the water fountain he'd walk up to her and he said, Man, your hair smells so good And uh he said, Oh man, it got to word." finally after a few times, you know, she just got mad as hell. But she filed this uh sexual harassment suit on him. And the manager for the department, he said, I, "I just don't understand why you would be so upset for somebody giving you a compliment uh, about how good your hair smells." He turned and she looked at him. And she said,
0: "It's Frank the midget."
3: Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people like that. Well, it was Frank the Midget.
2: Oh. (laughs) Come on, Jim.
3: Hell, I know you quicker than that. (laughs) Yeah, I was just reading some of these here. Things are typing in. I see chillin' with you, Lelu and, well, shrink rats off, so truth bug, gypsy eyes. <laughs> 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 You're feeding what Iowa yeah. Hawks. Yeah, oh, Iowa Hawks, he painted you a picture, brother. Every time I think about it, when they start talking about midgets and so forth, I think about the little rascals. I remember years ago, uh, the Little Rascals was on, and they had this little black fellow by the name of Buckwheat, <laughs> and uh, it was <laughs> it was a cat jump show, and they had um, <laughs> um, a couple, and they had two children. And, uh, they'd roll them around in a, in a, in a, in a baby cage, and them little suckers were, were safe crackers, you know, uh, cat burgers. And, um, so Buckwheat, uh, realized them, and he listened to them, because, uh, they had one, had a real bassy voice, and when nobody was around, he'd smoke a cigar. And, uh. They kept wondering what was going on, and and uh, Buckwheat kind of bucked his eyes, you know, and he looked at him, and he was up there talking to Spanky and the gang, and he says, "They said I just don't understand. Said so somebody has to watch them babies." And Buckwheat he says, "Them babies, baby babies, they is fidgets." And so, <laughs> every time I hear him talk about a midget, I, I hear old Buckwheat say they're called fidgets. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That's like uh, when they would come up with a typhoon in the South Pacific. Buckwheat said that they was also called spittoons. You know, a big hurricane in the South Pacific is called a typhoon. But the buckwheat, it was called a spittoon. You know, he he couldn't get it all together, but he he's giving it his best shot. And I tell you what, they had some of the best damn stuff on. These damn dummies, they were so. Hell, Pancho couldn't even be with Cisco the kid. Somebody was talking about Pancho, uh, he was just a, a polished apple, you know, gearing up to him, this and that and the other. You know, Pancho looked at him and he said, Sheep, man. He said, But Pancho, we left all the way to the bank. They can say and think what they want. He said, Just give me the money. <laughs> yeah, at least he was getting paid for what he was doing. <laughs> that's right, man. Don't don't worry about him. I mean everything's cool on his end. But so you get people out there that honest to goodness, uh they don't know enough true history. They only know the propaganda that's been given to them. And um I hear people talk about slavery and I know that the fullness of slavery Many of these people have no real clue of. Um, and um, the um, indentured servitude is the same thing. Boy, when you deal with Cornwall, uh, man, they would have hung that a hole. Uh, what he done to people, I mean, he would steal children, I mean, everything you could imagine. And. Um, See, blacks were really highly sought after, and uh, when you get to the Civil War, man, you had you had black farmers and uh, free men that were blacks in the South. Um, hell, they don't six hundred, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred acres of land is all paid for, and uh, uh, see, but they don't bring that up in your history. They don't tell you what's really going. On. They only tell you the parts of history that they want you to know. And so these people keep hearing that, and uh, they perpetuate this anger and this division, and um, um, the flat Earth secret. That's another deal, right there, Joyful. See, there, if you really took, uh, if you really took just let's say aircraft flight capabilities and GPS coordinates, and if you took them alone, it would tear up the global model. Of around Earth. It, it was just decimated because uh, uh, that's why it's set up to, uh, the way it is to keep them from figuring out what's really going on. So that's why uh, uh, Cade, uh, that, uh, oh, he was a, a, an Aussie uh, pilot and a brilliant mathematician. He wound up living in Florida right now and um he uh he gave them the secrets to a lot of this stuff but and let me tell you something you tell the people the truth, something that they don't want known, and uh they they'll do their best to to kid you um, the spherical earth, the way they they looked at it um uh, see everything that they did was to create um, it's 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 land claims. It's control of possession of what they have created as a the plantation called Earth. And yet, if you get in certain things, uh, like in, let's say, mission, mission uh, or missile launch codes, um, certain missiles, uh, uh, you, out at sea, the curvature of the Earth, if it was, truly curved, like they said it was, uh, you couldn't make some shots. And, uh, but uh, most people don't do enough thinking about what they're, you know, they're so used to the program that they don't consider. And light over a span of distance gets heavy. And that's one of the reasons that you see the bending, um, um, even in, say, to some extent from, say, the rainbow, is because the bending of the light rays uh, as it's refracted in and through water. So there's um um. um
0: so when the when the Soviets and the
3: Americans started uh, shooting in the '60s, they started shooting super megaton blasts straight up and exploding and uh, they found out that damn they were destroying the planet because it couldn't go outside of this shield this this biosphere and uh, next thing you know they stopped doing that so I mean there is a whole lot of stuff that uh, they're just flat flat not telling you and uh, yeah, Truthbug put up uh, How to Open Your Seven Chakras as explained in a children's show. And uh, it's a YouTube video, and that link is on there, Truthbug. It's down close to the bottom of your screen. And um, a response to uh, Joyful. But uh, there's a whole lot of things. Jim, go ahead and take it for a little bit. <coughs> Well, I was caught up and listened to you. I wasn't, uh No, there's just a lot of things going on. And I think we either need to get in tune or dial into it in order to get it to work for us. Because if not, like they say, we're going to be up a creek without a paddle. And I sure don't want to be in that scenario. So... I'm endeavoring to put what I know to use and practice, 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 or I should say it another way, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, uh, I, I. in many ways, I wish I would have known what I know now. I say when I was in my early 20s, because, uh, Bernice was really a good partner, and, uh, if I would have known some of that then, um, one, it probably would have made me patch up quicker and easier, but, uh, uh, it would have developed other areas and things, but there were things that we had to go through and learn, and, uh, I mean, we had a great time and a great relationship as it was. It's just that knowing what I know now, it would have uh, far exceeded, you know, what uh, that situation was then.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, it tells us it's set before us, you know. Now, but you know, and it's it, it, we're expected to do it. You know, yeah, and, we, and see that uh uh you're you're correct, uh number a uh, truth bug truth, uh, put a quote from Ephesians six twelve and uh, then he typed in uh for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the of this dark world. And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Where is heaven? Heaven is in the mental realm, within our mind. That's it. See, that's why it says you are spiritual warriors. And if you go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, it tells you what those weapons are. And every one of them is something that is within the mind element of salvation, it's knowledge. Breastplate of righteousness. So you've got breastplate, right and wrong, covering your heart, your, your chest, your thymus gland. The shield of faith. Faith is the manifested substance that was made from the hope, the desire that you initially had. Loins gird with truth. Why? Because your loins is what you impregnate with. It's like your procreative aspect. And so if the true knowledge is incorporated there, then it has to be a mental process. The whole armor. It means everything, top to bottom. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Good news. And out of the mouth has to come this double edged sword. Hell that there's what you speak, that's what you think. That's the words of your mouth. Yes. Every one of these things is governed by the mind. You put on the whole armor of the Lord or Yod Hey Bob Hey, the formula. When I do that, I do iron palm or iron shirt. And if I do iron palm, if I lay my hand against you and pop my energy, I will kill you right then and there. It, it will blow, it will tear up whatever's inside of you. It will not leave a physical mark on your body. See, these are part of the weapons that you have. Yes, sir. It doesn't well, I mean, it tells us choose you this day, but then it also tells us that he, he don't want it to be written on tablets of stone or uh but he wants it to be written in the in our hearts, which is the spiritual realm of the mind it, it his words are spirit and their life that's you know uh, z one yes, teach them because if you don't teach them who in the hell else it's your responsibility. If we don't teach them, then they didn't need us. We were not a parent. We were just somebody that fired our gun or had an egg. But to teach them the truth. Now, what is truth? (laughs) Well, your version or mine. Truth is an aspect. And when someone swears to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, the instant they open their mouth, they just told a lie. Because that truth that they're going to tell is a has-been. It's already passed. It's over. And so the very way that they get you to do these things is to create and, and put you in a status of telling a falsehood. So teach them. Share with them. Tell them. Explain to them what this works. And give them both issues. They This is what they want you to think in school, and this is why. But in reality, it's this over here. And if you do this, you can be your own controller, your own boss. You can have your own choosing. You can direct your life instead of them directing your life and you working for them and them making merchandise of your soul. Yes, tell them the truth. Those that want to listen and those that want to do, do, a special favor to them. That one that you cannot tell, do not worry about him or her. So he said, "Man, but that's my child." I'm gonna tell you something. There is a a, a joke about uh, Carlos, the little Mexican boy. His mother had thirteen children. And Carlos came to her one day and he said, "Mother," he said, "Why do you have so many children?" She looked at him and she said, Carlos, you are very intelligent. But all of them, Carlos, they are not winners. Every apple on an apple tree is not the choice apple or the best apple. They are not all winners. You have to be realistic enough to see because you're sending forward the truth. You're sending forward the inheritance. You're sending forward the goodness of life. Yes. To the second to the third generation. You have to leave an inheritance to your children's children. You can't do that if you've got your hand up your butt. Yep. That's why knowledge is power. It's... It's the knowledge and understanding, the wisdom. It's only powerful if they put it in operation. It's potential power, but when you activate it and put it to use,
2: that is when it
3: becomes powerful. Yes, the sorcerer's apprentice. Yes, it is. It's a good insight into a film. You have to teach people to do. Some people they're not interested. They're so busy doing their own damn thing. I remember my uncle, uh, he was talking to his son one time because we were talking about stuff, and he was a bishop in a particular Pentecostal church, and he was very, very orthodox, very fundamental, very limited. Um, I mean, he was probably a good, decent man, and a lot of people, you know, whatever and so forth. But fact of the matter was that there were things that just, uh, it was outside of his ability to get a handle on it. And um, they were talking about me one day, and he looked over at my cousin, and he says, uh, his son, he said, James, he said, I hope Gary is not so spiritually minded that he's no earthly good. I thought about that. James told me about it. That little voice in my head said, well, I'd rather you be so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. Because if you're not spiritually minded, you can't be any earthly good. You can't control and shape matter because you won't have the understanding of how to do it. If you're a God, you've got to know something. If you're just an everyday, ignorant-ass human being out here, then shit be bumbling on down the damn road. I don't know where you'll wake up, and you won't either till you get there. Yes, sir. That's what I was going to say. We're put here to wake up and to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But if we don't, we're not supposed to be just a hearer only. We're supposed to be a doer. and Yeah. If, 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 yeah if you're doing, if you're doing, James, then you can affect something. And, and if you're not doing anything, I mean, uh, uh, what's that I'm saying? What? It's better for you to stand up for something than it is for you to fall for anything. Some of these people, they they, they don't believe in standing and, and do nothing. I mean. There's people that's on this call. Some of them come go. MJ's one of them. You one of them. I'm one of them. Different ones in here. A, a gypsy girl. I mean, different ones. Uh, they'll get in here and um, they. You you just if they're not doing anything, you I mean, isn't that a, a one way of saying you're no earthly good? <laughs> well, the, the thing of it is, is that uh, they have chosen to not do. Some of them, uh, they use fear as their excuse. Well, that, that's how they take and divide people. Here, What are you going to do? Let's just say that there's a gunman that comes in the room, and Ben Carson was correct in this statement. And there's 30 of you in there, and there's one of him, and he's got a 9 mic with 17 shots in it. And all of you are standing up, and he's going to get one or two of you, true enough. And if you do nothing, he'll get 17 of you if he can shoot straight. But if you all turn on his ass, he can't get for two or three. Yes, sir. And you can take his butt out. See, that's why when I sit there and these people tell me, well, they've got 30,000 cops in New York City. You've got several million people there. If them people don't want to be governed, them goddamn cops ain't going to do shit. they die. I I agree, because there's more people in there. Yeah, I I don't think like they do. Hell, I'm used to being on these small three, four, six, 12-man teams, or 11-man team was one short. I mean, I'm used to going against them big guys. That don't mean a damn thing. It's just that's just more a-holes to kill. That's all. I agree. It's time people start thinking out of the box. They're going to have to get out of the box. If they don't, they're going to wind up being nothing. But you see, there is a mechanism. Uh, Shawnee and I, we talked about this the other day because I was. she made some statements, and to God, I realized all of a sudden how much she had learned. She's never been to a public school. All the schooling she's got is schooling we have given her. She has learned just like a child learns a language, being around us, listening to us, this and that. that. Man, I would have people from NASA and different places like that, they would always tell me she was real small. Between four and God, man, you bring her back anytime. She would sit and hold a conversation with us while we were talking about all this stuff. And and I was sitting there, and she made a couple statements, and I looked at her, and I said, wow, I am really proud of you. she said, what do you mean, G? And I said, honey, I said, I was wondering about, you know, your reasoning and how you could choose and, you know, what you would do if something happened to one of us or something. And um, she's not a child. She's 27 now. But the things that's come out of her mouth since she was little up until now, I mean, she will blow your doors off. Her reasoning is so so matter of fact, so sound, so logical. And uh, I mean, and, and there are people around here, um,
2: when they're over
3: at the farm, I hate to say it, and I grew up over there, honest to God, but there's some of them people over there, they're the dumbest, damn people in the world. I mean, they are. Mm, 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 mm. I don't think they could pour piss out of a boot with directions on the heel and toe and maybe somebody cut a hole in it up someplace else to help it out. So some of them are just that damn dumb. And uh, the bad part is is that they evidently like to be that way. Um, somebody in our family asked Shawnee why she didn't pick out a, a young man for a husband. She said, I have not found one that has enough of a brain up there to be worth entertaining. She said, I talk to them, and I ask them, they tell me what they believe and why. She said, I automatically disqualify them. And they said, why? She said, because they don't know nothing.
0: Who's going to help you
3: run the farm? She said, the farm is in a trust. And we will carry it on and pass it through different trusts. She said, and as far as a marriage license, she said, I'm not worried about getting married by a piece of damn paper like these people teach. She said, that is a mechanism for them to control the masses and the children and to trade you on the stock exchange. She said, I'm not interested in that. And that's basically against what uh, what's actually being taught in the scriptures and other places. That's exactly right. And 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 see, this is why I mean, uh, I was tickled when MJ made a statement uh, last week, I believe it was, that he had talked to uh, his like uh, he said it was his daughter. And um, see, this is the thing: you we have to teach our children. We must share with them. Uh, some of them, they'll turn around sometimes and they'll say, gee, I've heard that so much, I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing it. I said, well, I don't want you to get tired of hearing it. I said, but uh, if there's something you've got on your mind you want to know, if you'll let me know. I said, but I'd rather you tell me that you have heard that that you had that down pat, and I'll stop, and we'll go to something else. Okay, you know, and, and so this is what we do. But uh, Shawnee and Elizabeth are a lot different than say the other children that's associated with the family. And Shawnee is different than all of them. And um the reason I do so much with her is because she's honest. She's you can she'll do what I show her, explain to her teacher, and she's fair. She'll put her foot down, I mean they don't run over. She's fair. She's honest. She's just with them. You find those children and you separate them out and teach them what you can. Notice what their specialty is, what their gift is. And teach the others so they can work together because then you're putting together assets. You don't teach them nothing. You have nothing but a bunch of wild Indian liabilities running around out there. And... Uh, MJ type something in there, do whatever. I I know you got something good on your mind. <laughs> well, that's a good observation. That's that's excellent. I do spread the love. I just, uh, there's things that I would teach and things that I would do. But due to the social structure that has been propagated with people that I am close to, I am really not at liberty to use all of those capabilities because it would destroy so many of them due to the Babylonianization that has been programmed into our society. The people in this country, they don't realize that a democracy is a form of communism. If you're a republic, a democracy is totally different than what people think it is. It's just a slower form of chaos than pure communism. And people say, oh, no, we're not communistic." Do you have Social Security? Well, yeah. But then you believe in socialism. Because what we were taught Social Security was and what it is is two entirely different things at two entirely different modes and modalities of application. And you can go back to that asshole. Um, well, it's when Tex was called text. That's only been two times. One of them was when Lyndon Baines' butthole Johnson was in D.C. and when G.W. was up there. That's when Tex was just text because the ass was in Washington both times. <laughs> 13. Mobocracy. The mob is operating on the land. The lawless, ignorant-ass mob. That's exactly what that is.
0: The ruling class. They
3: definitely are. The ruling class is totally without law. If you think that damn queen believes in the scriptural law, you're crazy as hell. You think that damn pope believes in the scriptural law, you're crazy as hell. Don't worry about the banker. That master don't believe in nothing but the law of money, and he believes it all is his money. Yep, it's time people wake up. Jim, they have to because we're at a time right now. Um, uh, uh, master, is you gonna be saved? Yeah, you. There's only a few of them going to get head out of butt and uh, wake up or get a pexotomy, as Bo Greit says, so they can see through their belly. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, this is a the time. Uh, there's good people that's out here. We're going to find them. They're going to be drawn to us. They're going to come because they can't help it. It's just in their nature to come, to wake up, to be changed, to be altered, to be transformed, to be renewed by the renewing of their mind. And they know that they can't get this uh, from the government, from the state. The emperor never wears any clothes.
0: He's always naked as a jay
3: And the emperors and the rulers are always cheap at breaking the law. They couldn't rule. Because, you see, they want to sit in the place of power. They want your love, your adoration, your devotion. You can't give that to somebody else. That is inside of you. And the only way we can affect this whole planet is if we wake up that aspect that's inside of us, that's inside of everybody else. Then we'll get along fine. But damn, don't worry about hiring Congress. Those are private contractors up there. They bastards have all sold out, male or female. Don't give a damn who it is. Obama's son? Shit. He ain't nothing. He's just a damn corporate CEO. And if they tell him to jump and crack Brown, he better get with a program or they'll blow his black ass away. Yeah. Just like they did Kennedy. You had a coup d'état. They took over the country. They really took over it uh, in the days of Franklin Delano and Roosevelt and in uh, uh, Woodrow Wilson with uh, 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 House. House taught him exactly what to do. You ain't had a, This country has been in default in, in since about 1783. And in reality, the first butthole that broke everything was Executive Order 1, Executive Order 100. And that was this great cat that you all think is so damn wonderful. Uh, Abraham, asshole, lying butt, Rothschild Lincoln. He deserved to be shot for what he did. That's exactly what the hell happened to him. He was a traitor. Damn right he was a traitor. These people don't understand that they've been told so much crap in the schools that they have no damn knowledge. If it tells us, come out of her, my people, come out of that falsity and listen to the inner desire within you and follow that because time is, like they say, it's getting to where the rubber is going to meet the road. And if you ain't doing or found doing what's, what's your inner Inner self is telling you to do, and or you're not endeavoring to to follow that, you're going to be up a creek without a paddle. It, and that, that's correct. You see, and right now is it, they have space and opportunity to learn. This stuff that's about to happen, the government is not going to tell you. I mean, don't worry about them giving you pre-warning. If they give you a pre-warning, it's going to be thirty seconds before you get the suppository. I mean, uh, you can forget about government. Government is not looking out for your interest. They're scared to death. You're going to wake up and revolt from their sorry ass right now.
2: Yes. Hey, uh, Gary, when, he finally, wrote...
3: when Lincoln finally woke up and pulled the money out of the United States Treasury, they shot him. For doing that because it would have been debt-load, debt-free currency. He finally woke up on his deathbed, and that got his butt shot. But he was absolutely the traitor because when he started the war, he broke the constitutional uh, boundaries, and you got three United States. One of them is a small U, small S. Another one is a capital U, capital S. And another one is all caps. That's the corporation. That's the damn beast that is empowered right now. Is that damn United States Corporation? That is the beast system. That's why Babylon by Bus was a song by Robert Nesta Marley. They had to take him out. He was exposing the damn game. Yes, sir. I heard someone said Gary in there. Uh, it was me, Michael Joseph here. I uh, I just wanted to add one thing. If I could, can I jump sure, in? Yes. Okay, uh, um, you know the Book of Revelation. Some people will say it's the Egyptian Book of the Dead, or but I don't. You know, whatever you want to say, it's written. You know, over a thousand years ago, and yet you know we find it Revelation thirteen seventeen. No man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, the name of the beast, and the number of his name, and. You know, I don't know how you can read that today and not have any clue what it's talking about, you know. I mean how can how can it be more clear? You know? Um clearly if you are you don't use the uh social security number and the name and, and you know, I I just read um a book that FDR wrote called A Year in Crisis and in that book he said, if we can get the people to deposit their salary checks into our newly formed trust accounts, we will have made great progress. And mm-hmm. what he's what he's really saying is <clears throat> we're going to re-venue the people from one status, one estate, to another estate. And so basically they created a brand new estate. It's called the estate of the taxpayer, if you will and and those trust accounts were created by um those at the level of the United States uh well I'm not sure if it was US corporation or if it was um US government I'm not sure but nevertheless <coughs> you got this numbered name you got to start looking at it as a trust account and what you're really doing is granting your energy, you're the grantor, and by mechanism of law, and and literally by mechanism of law only, do you are you allowed to um, to benefit from that trust account? Uh, in other words, what I'm saying is is that the higher powers decide that civil rights would be suspended, then you really ain't got a a, a say so. You know, I mean, yeah, civil rights right. can be suspended at any time. That's right. See, like people, we own land. You don't own land. You own land as a as a tenant to the government and the queen and those that claim they own the property. Who gives them the damn right? Nobody, except guns and ammunition. See, and that's what well, they're afraid of. They're, they're guarding over that knowledge because they know that if you wake up, that's why they want to disarm everybody. Then they can do what the hell they want. You, can, you can't just tell a fellow with a damn AK or whatever down the road or an RPG. He's going to back up and take a damn uh, uh, stand by. He's going to blow your ass up. And if you mess with his family, hell, he's going to become a vendetta, and he's going to come after you. That's exactly what they're doing right now. We're over there screwing with our half-brothers, the Ishmaelites. And let me tell you something. You better remember the prophecy is that they're going to come out. They're going to be a great nation on their own. You better wake up, dude. And if you believe the U.S. corporation is going to tell you the truth, man, I don't know what in the hell it is you're smoking, but, then you need to get a patent on it now because that is <laughs> some potent shit. <laughs>
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. Sir, very good. Yeah, but, but you know, you know what?
3: what? Just today, a a guy sent me a, a, a court case <coughs> uh, that was a 2003 court case, and it was the United States versus a guy named Luther Thomas. And in that case, um, they said they said that federal reserve notes are not money per se. Okay. But they're rather they're just promissory notes, or promises. He said, but they're backed by the reserves of the United States. Now, right off the top, that you know what? If you really understood what that statement said, then you realize that if you're down here in the estate of the taxpayer, then you're down here messing around with debt notes. And so now you might get a real good clue of what a constitution is. Constitution is nothing but an agreement from one party to another party on how a debt is going to be repaid. That's all it is. You know, MJ, that's true. See, that's why Congress, every year, has to reread the Articles of Confederation because that is the formation of the true union. The more perfect union is where they altered and modified the contract. But in contract law, a secondary contract has no power and authority over the former, as long as it's reiterated and, and, and ascertained and brought forward and reaffirmed. So the original corporation uh, is or union is subject to the Articles of Confederation. Now, if you go as they want this case that you just quoted uh, put up, uh, reaffirmed here, so we'll put it up and put it on the deal so they got it. You could add to his case, you... Uh, um, damn.
2: Um, what is it? Uh, IRS versus
3: Dallas U.S. Supreme Court, 1984, where a Federal Reserve note is not wages or income; it is taxable as neither. That is uh, American Bank and Trust versus Dallas U.S. Supreme Court, 1984, um, and that is a, a U.S. Supreme Court case. But uh, MJ, would you please give that case that you uh, quoted? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um it's United States, it's it's actually written Unit USA versus uh Luther Thomas and it's two thousand and three. Okay. And if you'll read that, um it's not very long actually. Um it might maybe about four paragraphs and um I think it's the second paragraph where it's very clear. They that now what, what I want you to hear about that Listen to this again. Now, before I say it again, listen. Um, we know that that there's something called a banker's holiday, and that's when a run happens where everybody comes in and says, "I want my money," and the bankers don't have enough reserve on, you know, to cover, you know, all the uh, withdrawals. So then they go into um, what they call a banker's holiday. They shut down. They do a reorganization. Um, basically, it's a bankruptcy. All right. Um, now, listen, we know that in the federal reserve system or the monetary system, period, that it works on a 10% reserve. And so basically what that means is is they only have to hold 10% of the, the loans and everything else uh, on reserve to cover um, uh, how much loans and whatever they have out there. Um, so 90% is actually hypothecated against a 10% reserve. So um listen to what he said. He said that the Federal Reserve notes are not money per se, but that they are the liabilities of the united states reserve now, i'm i'm um I'm paraphrasing i don't have it in front of me, but the thing is is um it listen to what it's saying now and realize that, you know, the scripture law can't be broken, and the lawyers are not that dumb to, to think that they're going to to buck the divine law. So um, what they did before they, they brought this um, thing into um, existence was they wrote remedy um, into the law, knowing that, you know, people go to the attorneys, the lawyers, for um, understanding of the law. They realized that... Um, you know, basically the entire mass of people would be swept right off the land, and that's exactly what's happened. But, um, but what's, what, what they did is they wrote the remedy into law. Um, it's called the Federal Reserve Act. That um, I think it's, uh, oh, geez, I think it's something 16. Um, anyway, um, and, and so what's, what you got, if you, what you really get down with this and you really understand trust, then you might see that as long as you're you know not making your demands for lawful money out here, they've got you over here in the estate of the taxpayer. And and then you might get a handle on language. That's why they call that's why they call a proposed law a bill. And that's why if you talk to a lawyer and say where does the liability come from, he'll tell you the statute creates the liability. So you think about that for a second, okay? If all of this is happening at the level of the estate of the taxpayer, what happens when you when you redeem, when you redeem yourself out of that estate into a, you know, another another um metaphysical estate if you will. All right? Uh so think about it. Everything in the estate of the taxpayer has to be licensed because you're dealing with banking law. All right? So you want to use the road? You got to the radio. The moment you the moment you come above that, you you can come above that though, and um, and so the way to come out of that is to you know get out of the um, is literally I'll say it like this right here. Let's say you work sixty years, you you have paid into the um, to the social security um, trust fund. And you you've paid you've paid your premiums, and now you want the payoff. All right. Well, if you don't make your demand or you don't make your claim, then uh, it ain't coming. So, you know, the fact of the matter is, is these things at law have been established, whether we like it or not. Um, you know, part of coming out and getting away from it is knowing what's going on, you know, because once you have the knowledge, then you can make a um, cognizant decision of what you're going to do at that point. So, you know, you think about that for a second. You make your demand to for um, the so-called lawful money, if you will, to remove yourself from the your estate of the taxpayer, and a lot of the stuff that's plaguing everybody around you You know, a thousand may file at your left and whatever, 10,000 at your right, or maybe that's the other way around, but it it shall not come to your door. You know? Uh, Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, what I'm saying is is don't put your whole trust in man, but it does make sense. You know, we are born into a system where all around us, you know, there are certain laws which are governing and, uh, you know the question is, it's like in the book of Thomas, where he, where um, one of Jesus' sayings, paraphrasing, he says, "When you come to see, you'll come to know that you own it all." And then you're going to be sad because you look around, and you'll see what's going on all around you. You know. Yeah. And see, like right now, as long as they're using the Federal Reserve note, they must understand that uh, a debt. law cannot pay a debt and if it is not wages nor is it income then it cannot pay the debt therefore whatever we use to make a transaction using that debt whoever the issuer and holder of the actual debt is becomes the holder in due course that's why the Federal Reserve from the Federal Reserve Act in 1913 and the hypothecation in 1917 claimed that they own everything in this country because it's all been pledged. And then Lyndon Johnson in, uh, what was it, June uh, of 1968, I believe it was, uh, he pledged the American industry to insure, secure, and uh, back up all debts, public and private, of the corporate united states so they uh became the surety guarantor so to speak for any and all debt uh because american industry means the labor of the american people it does it's not talking about a factory in detroit michigan yeah that's right that's why you got human resources and human capital and that's all been pledged but but listen to this just just take a gander just quick of at just trust law for a second who has the liability isn't it the trustee the trustee has full liability for the trust trustee must pay the must pay the debts the debts are in the trustee all right but he who has the liability also has the benefit of uh, of, from also has the benefits all right so um those who don't have the liability only get benefits by the goodwill and graces of contract or by those who just want to allow them to become third party beneficiaries and if you think about it if you understand those two levels of how um the united states bank if you will be it corporate corporate united states i'm not sure but um let's call it united states department of the treasury if you will um, has reserves which are understanding all of the debt which is issued in the Federal Reserve taxpayer estate. So when the the bill comes due, it comes to the trustee. It comes to the United States. So what's the big game? The game is to get you to become the trustee. In every court case you've ever been been to, (laughs) the game is to get you to be the trustee because the trust law the beneficiary and the administration can be the same person. So the so the the, the state and the judge are the same person. All right, <laughs> it seems kind of crazy until you until you understand. And so there's only one office left. You've got you've got the beneficiary, you've got the administration, the management, and you've got one office left, the trustee, the one who's going to pay the bill. And that listener is most likely defended or right that's why you you know the way to come out and come away is to just get away from just using that legal name get away from using that numbered account just don't use it set it down and walk away from it Hard to, yeah. easy, easy to say hard to do but you make those decisions you know and you start down this way of life and you know believe me when i tell you the first six to ten years are not going to be easy but uh you know you start to build systems and you can get away from using that name uh gypsy gypsy is asking the question and how does one do that how do you get away from that name i believe that's what she's asking Oh okay. So, well, um, for me, I mean, I'll just share with you just my testimony. You know, I I had um it was about ten years ago, I had um multiple real estate holdings. I had I owned a, a contracting business, I I owned a um professional engineering company and worked as a professional engineer and uh, civil engineer. And I decided one day upon learning the truth of what's really going on, that, you know, the scripture says, don't be one that strikes hand with another and becomes a surety for debt. And I realized that every time I put the seal and signed over this seal, that I was insuring um, that project, whatever it be, from an engineering perspective, for the rest of my life. And that in my entire state and all the interest in it was surety for you know, that infrastructure. So I decided to stand on the truth of that, and I quickly found out that that license wasn't mine, (laughs) that it could be easily revoked, and it was. Perpetually, they took it from me for for life. I can't get it back. The knowledge is still in my head, though. And so I learned how to get out there and shake hands with a man and look him in the eye and say, you own the company on paper, and you and I will um, do do business together, and we'll just put it 50-50 right down the middle. And I learned to meet men um, and women and just, you know, look them in the eye and say, all right, I'm willing to go to work, um, and I'll split the, uh, the deal with you. Um, and that's how I got away from it. I got away from it. And, um, and all of the real estate holdings I have are gone, you know all my companies I owned and had interest are gone and you know what i live I don't live an opulent opulent life i mean i i um rather frugal by most people's uh, standards, but I haven't missed a meal yet, and I have a roof over my head and the family up so uh, um and I reckon that I'm rich so that's how I got away from it. And, um, and, yes, I get pestered every now and again. You know, I get away with all the licenses, every single one of them. And I get pestered. You know, every now and again they send their thugs around and uh, they, they come and pester me. But when I go to the courts and we go and stand in front of a judge, I just stand in the light of the truth. And in and, and my mind, what I, what I always say, you know, is, they couldn't eat Daniel. They can't eat me either. So, my heart and my mind are connected. That my will will be done, and so I just refuse to give my, you know, quote maiden head to uh, to another. I shall have no other gods before me, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you that. Hey, it's easy. It's an easy road to hoe. It's not an easy road to hoe. No, right. it's not. It definitely requires being. I remember when Shawnee was little, she'd look at it and she'd say, Drammy, it's diffident. It is diffident, Drammy.
2: <laughs>
3: and that was her way of saying it, it was different. It is definitely different. But. Um, MJ, I'm going to leave it with y'all. I've enjoyed you being here. I'm going to take and uh, uh, pop a cap on uh, the uh, chat line because, man, there's some good stuff some of these fine folks are throwing in there, and you're triggering that. And uh, 15, my my friend, uh, uh, man, I'm glad she came in from Jersey. Anyway, Pauline, good to hear from you, honey. And uh, trust that you and the family's doing well. But um, (laughs) y'all have a good one. Uh, I've got to leave early in the morning, so I've got to back out of here. And uh, because I don't use alarm clocks and stuff like that, I'm on mine time. I always have (laughs) been. But uh, MJ, thanks for coming. Jim, catch you out. Uh, 64 Pauline Gypsy. Um, Shrank, um, I'll cut all of you. I mean, hell, I can't get all of your names. Denzy. Um, Lou's in there. Thank you all for coming and uh, being with us. And uh, Folks, you're just going to have to think about what's going on because you have got to use your mind. You're the only ones that can do it. We've been given this ability. It don't take many of us, but it does take a few. Shalom, prosper, be in health. Thanks again, MJ. Love you now. I'm Shalom, brother. Good night. Yep, there's been there's a lot of good stuff on there tonight, and thank you, White Wolf and M- Michael Joseph. I mean, what you're saying is right on the money too. And uh these good folks take it to heart and, like I said, not just be hearers but be doers also and, you know, practice it and use it. I mean, they need to see where it takes them. That's the only way we're going to get the experience, you know, of how to use it, how to overcome, and know that it works on time, every time, all the time. But if we don't step out into it and, you know, dare to use it and endeavor to do it, we'll never know. We'll stay, you know, back and never go nowhere with our lives. Amen. You know, I think we just need to, you know, like it says, like Star Trek says, they've gone where no man has gone before. That's what we need to do. We need to step out into this, see where it takes us, and then gather the information and be able to bring it back and share with our fellow men and women. That way we can all benefit from it and and grow and be able to go there also. Can I can I say one thing, Jim? Anything you gotta say, brother, go ahead. Okay. I, I don't say this in chastisement to anybody on the call. I, I just will say this as a matter it's a matter of truth. Is that if people really believed half of what comes out of their mouth, then this world would not be the way it is. All right. So what I'm saying to that end is this, is that if you truly do believe that God is in you, if you really have taken this to heart, I mean, you believe it. It's not something that you just play in games. You believe it. Then how can you bow your knee to something that you hate? You can't do it. I agree with you. You can't do it. You know and and so the tribulation that comes along is not to be considered um evil, no in no way shape or form it It is okay like okay if if I go through tribulation and I come and I share it, then I can share the love and the experience that I have you know gotten one step closer to overcoming. But in no way, shape, or form does it get any other listener closer to his or her overcoming. It's, you know, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is this tribulation builds, you know, patience. And, you know, patience, hope, and hope, love. And in in the end, we start to see through much experience that we are loved. Oh, I agree, and I think at the same time that tribulation that you're talking about is also from people. I mean that they're they're not they're not moving forward. They're, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to catch yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, I know exactly what you're saying because you know what I found that like um, five years ago, I got tested by local Metro, and and almost to the. Well, not to the day, but about five and a half years later, I'm pestered again, and you know what? This time, last time I was within my um, cognizance of how to overcome. I did what I knew what to do, and I was able to overcome. In in a sense, um, you know, I hung my whole life on, you know, what I had discovered and experienced to that point. This time, as I'm being um, pestered it the The situation's a little different i I can't overcome this situation in my own um, um intellect and experience and so I have to trust that which is without me and, but within me and and what I'm trying to say is is that um i have i can't put my trust in my intellect <laughs> is what I'm trying to say because my intellect's not going to win the right. day this time. I'll do whatever I can do to know to do, but in the end, I am, and I'm going to stand in that and you know what um when Jesus said, "I am the resurrection and the life, i am I am too, and yes. I am so you know um there is that truth and in you know saint paul wrote or or rather in the in the in the Gospels when you are delivered up before their councils, Not, you know, hey, you, know, you might live this life if you are delivered up. No, no, no. It's when you are delivered up. Yeah. So, you know, you can't be, you can't take on this mantle and then think that you're going to hide somewhere, and, and luckily maybe it'll just not come to your door, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I agree. No. When they come at you from their point of view, like the judge or the whatever, if you take them before their counsel, and they say this and that, I mean, you can counter that back, say, you say this. But you have, you know, they really have no power over us. I remember, uh, it's been a year or so now, or maybe two, Uh, let's just say some law enforcement was harassing some members of my family and things. Mhm. And uh they were deliberately just doing nothing. I mean to the point of searching my kids cars and everything else. Oh well. Lo and behold I went up there, they had they had taken my son on you know, to jail. He didn't do anything. It was actually another cop called and said something on my son, so they stopped him and it was a lie what it was. And I got up there and I asked, you know, I saw my son's car there. I said, well, where's my son? Oh, they've already taken. And they were searching his car. And uh, I told him, I told him, I'm giving you five minutes. To st- well, I didn't say five minutes. What I actually said is, uh, you know, what are you doing to my son's car? They said, well, you know, uh, it, it was involved in a, an accident. I went and looked around the car. There was no nothing. I said, this wasn't involved in no accident. You need to stop what you're doing right now. or. And they told me, well, we can do anything we want to. I said, if you don't stop right now, I'll have your job tomorrow. I said, you have no cause to do anything to that car, search it or anything. If you don't stop right now, I will literally have your job tomorrow and your, uh, you know, the the chief of police's job tomorrow. And then they said, well, it was involved in something else. And I told them, if you don't stop now, I'm telling you. And then all of a sudden, they they stopped what they were doing. They locked up the car. I got the keys. And they left. Then I went over there and... uh, I got my son. Uh they had given him a ticket. They said he was drinking, which he wasn't. Went to court, had an attorney there, and uh was basically thrown out. But they they were just doing things. They just think that they have free reign and can do anything to anyone anywhere and uh they just don't and, I, I, that's right. They don't. Um, but if if, if um, it's really kind of a strange thing, if if somebody breaks the law and no one utters even one peep, <laughs> how's anything going to change? You know, I mean, somebody's got to say, "Hey, man! You know, uh, we're not going to." You know. We're not going to accept this as the common way out here on, in our society. I mean, we're going to, the officers that we elect to do certain things for us, we're going to make them, you know, we're going to hold them up to a certain standard. We're going to make sure that they meet that standard. Yeah. And people you know have how, to, you, go you ahead. know pull you over and stuff like that. You know, you roll your window down just so far. And lock yeah. your door where they can't open them up. Yeah. And they tell you to get out of the car, make sure your windows are rolled up. And as soon as you open the door, lock the door and get out. Put your keys in your pocket. And they'll tell you, well, I'm going to search your car. Say, no, you're not. They have no right to search it. I don't care what kind of suspicion they have, they have no right to search it. So you get a warrant, then you can search it. But until then, you ain't touching it. And they they can't. If they do, oh, man, you got them by the yang-yang. But so many people, they know that they don't know the law, and uh, they get away with stuff like that. Um, That is unfortunate, yes. Yeah, and plus they know, I guess in a roundabout way, they know that I used to work for Uncle Sam. And uh, they, uh, I don't no longer and don't ever want to work for them again, but I'm just saying, I mean, what I know now, I'm glad I'm not there. It's just that because I had a clearance, as they say,
2: uh, higher
3: than most federal judges, let me put it that way. Well, the, the, the way I look at it is I have a different way of, looking at things. If I know I haven't, you know, created any harm to somebody else, then I just let them do what they're going to do. I never, ever am going to pull over on the side of the road, ever. I mean, I'll I'll wave to them, and I'll drive down to the next public um, area, you know, and park in a public uh, gas station or a, you know, maybe a Walmart parking lot or something like that, right? And Uh, some place where, you know, if, if you know, the extreme happens, like some numbskull decides to pull me from my car and take me downtown, um, then I'll just go ahead and lock the car, and I'll call the trustee and tell them to come get it. But they they don't have – they can't tow it. They can't, you know – if you if you just pull over on the side of a state road somewhere, well, you know – they have the duty to um protect the public, so they're going to go ahead and call a towing company to, uh you know, have the vehicle towed, which you go ahead and throw on another two hundred fifty dollars to the tab, right?
2: <laughs> they're going to
3: make sure of that. So you know, just wave at them and then drop. So you know, what I always do is I just sit there, I just tell them. I said, remember you know, last time I just told them, I said, look, I know what you're doing. And, I said, go do what you're going to do, and I'm going to sit here and listen to the radio. And I said, and when she came back, I said, now, I know what you're trying to do here. and it's, it's fine,
2: and I know how to handle
3: it, too. So, And I told her point blank. I said, no, well, actually, there was six of them. I said, I just want to thank you for doing your job. I said, you know, maybe one day one of you pulls in from a burning vehicle. I don't know. But uh, I said, I ain't going to give you any trouble, and I know how to handle this, and y'all have a good day. And so, uh, you know, I used to be real militant about it, but hey, they're just as ignorant as can be, too, man. They're just taking their orders, and, you know. So, um, <laughs> I just well, think they're getting so trigger it. happy; they're looking for every reason to tease somebody for no reason at all, or shoot them. Well, I, you know, I have a brother-in-law who's a um, police officer over here in Raleigh. And, um, and I talked to him about that um, about a week ago. And he said, he said, Mike, he said, that actually goes both ways. He said, you got to understand that um, that there's fear on both sides. And uh, I said, well, I can appreciate that. But, you know, you're holding a gun and, and we got, everybody knows you have a gun. And he said, well, the problem is we don't know if, you know, the other party has a gun. He says, so there's fear on both sides. And I said, well, clearly there's a small people in the middle who's manipulating both sides of this, uh, of the coin here, so to speak. And um, that's why I don't necessarily hold the police officer or the, the officer. Um, I don't keep it, I don't hold them in ill will. Um, you know, I just do what you're going to do and then um, I'll take care of it in the court situation. So now, granted, um, it does put me out to have to go and and do this, but then again, I look at it as part of my ministry because there's people in that courthouse that day are going to get to hear the truth for the very first time. And... Uh, isn't that part of um, the ministry when you get delivered up before their synagogues and councils that you're not to premeditate what you'll say, but that what should be given to you in that hour, that speak you, right? That's part of the ministry, yep. right? Yep. So, you know, that's just part of the wall. That's part of the mantle. That's part of what you decided to um, to put on, to pick up, and part of the job description. Don't, don't take the job because you don't like the description, Right. <laughs> well uh yeah i can understand that like uh white wolf said it many a time we need to be where it is not you know if there's going to yeah. be trouble and harm or whatever we need to be in a place that it's not and that's the truth amen but not for this if, if all hell is going around you you know alistair crowley you know some say of alistair crowley that he's one of the most evil men who walked the face of the earth. But I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if many on the call have read Crowley, but if you have not read his um, writings on the um, on Thalima, which is another way of just saying love, um, yeah. Thelema, which is also another way of saying will. Um, you know the saying "Do as by will" is the whole law. Modern religion has twisted that to, to the carnal level and said, oh, this Crowley was so evil. He said, do whatever you want to do. That's the law. But, you know, if you read what he wrote, he said that thy will, he defined thy will as the will of the creator for your life. And if you're doing that, then you fulfill all the law. Because God's not divided. You know? And if
2: you're doing
3: that, then you're... You're getting it done, you know. Yes, sir. and um, and there's going to be people who you know. It's like I heard another guy say the other day. This guy, um, somebody sent me something on a guy, um, and I'm not sure if it's David Icke or David Ike. I'm I'm not sure, but David Ike. But he said something in that presentation. He said, um, "Those who can't hear the music will think the dancer insane." And that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. David, I've got some good stuff. I mean, like where he talks about the magnitude of... uh, I can't think of the title right now. I mean, if they listen to it, I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. There's, There's a lot of things out there that if, you know... Some people get out way out in left field on some things, and and a lot of them are trying to sell their wares. We're not trying to sell anything. We're endeavoring to wake up and to help, you know, where we can to help our fellow man wake up and uh, see the true capacity that's within them, what they can truly do within themselves if they will allow themselves to to go there and to understand and not just. Let the old paradigm of religiosity and religion, you know, tear them down. You know, well, religion is a business plan. So when you come to the point of I am, and you be, you, know, you come to the point of emergence with the the ever living, the all, the you know, some people say the most high God or El young and then. The business plan can no longer hold you. you know you can look at the business plan and just say, "Stop and you know no uh you can say the most powerful world word in the in the universe no you know and you know divine law, like I said, will not be broken you You will not impose, and if you want to declare war, that's one thing you know, but take that up with the with the governing powers and the govern. That as well. I mean, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I uh, this flesh body is not me. You know, I'm I'm experiencing this experience under the grace of God. And so, if tribulation comes in my life, then it's Boy. by the grace of God that I learn something. So, uh, yes, sir. Like a lot of people ask me, well, well, who are you? And you know, what do you? What's your purpose? I tell them. I am.
2: They looked at me like
3: what? I said I am. I am that I am that I am. That is what I am. They said, "Well, there's only one I am. That's the Creator." I said, "I understand that the the, the Creator all." I said, "But you got to understand one thing. I am made in that image and that likeness also." And therefore, I am because it is, and it is. And because it is, therefore, I am. I said, that's why I say that I am. I am that I am that I am. That is what I am. I'm anything and everything I desire and want to be. I can either be a blessing or I can be a purity asshole. And excuse my language. But, I mean, that's just basically what it is. Out of my mouth will come a blessing, or it could be a cursing, too. But I okay. have to do the good, good, and very good. That's what I seek. Then you have a choice of whom you will obey and whom you might submit yourself to, um, you know, and therefore to whom you willingly choose to obey, that's whom you are subject to. Okay, you might do it for a benefit for you and someone else, maybe you get married right you uh submit yourself to your wife and vice versa. You cover her in love and she showers love on your head right It's a mutual thing right so um, uh, but it's a give and take situation there, like I tell people I said when they come up with the marriage law, that's actually a direct violation of the divine law. It, 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 there's nowhere in Scripture where it ever tells... I know they have it in the King James Version and things, but in the ancient text and it, there's no place in here where it tells you to marry at all. And the version is they've given to marry and someone or what they're saying, uh, uh, how can I put it, being joined together, it's... Yeah, engage and join. It's it, it. If you if you go look at ancient language, it, if you break it down to its simplest root, it just means the contract. Well, yeah, but basically, I mean, if you go in there and look at Onan, I mean, it, it, all he had to do is just go into someone, and they were considered a pair or what we would call married today, without having any physical marriage license. And oh, yeah. people, and if they ever got to where they could not walk together, they just parted ways and everything was kosher. And it's still that way today. There's nothing changed. It's just that men have submitted to a system in which, you know, they, that's all they know. No, that's I agree with what I'm saying. The, that marriage license, uh, I mean, it, it's got people so bound up, not only with the law, and things, but it also, from a man's point of view, well, that's my wife, she's going to do what I tell. You know, I mean, you know how people get... Yeah, yeah. ...and become the man's footstool, kind of, sort of. And so, in some cases, women do that to the men. Depends on how macho they are, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, they just misconstrued everything. They twisted it. And also with the the law... Uh, I mean the marriage license it's got them to where you know hypothetically you got I mean the burden down with so much debt and uh, because the wife's involved with you I mean they take from her too you know what I'm talking about well yeah because because what they've done what they did is they created okay there's there's Two numbered trusts. There's two numbered trust accounts, and all they're doing is joining the two become one, and so yeah. the, those two have to stay in surety for the debt of uh, both of them. So it's just a, it's just when you start to see it as a simple accounting system, you start to understand that um, that's all that it is, and it, I mean, it's just a simple thing in your mind just to just say, "Hey, I'm not going to do it anymore," and you know, I mean. That was a friend of mine um, years ago. He he went to Mexico, and he went to the um, oh, how do you say the embassy? He went to the embassy, and he and he thought, well, okay, I'm gonna take the social security card and everything that I've ever received, you know, um, and I'm just gonna give it to him and tender it back to him and say, um, you know, I don't want it, take it back, and so I don't want to be subject or citizen or whatever. And the guy said, look, I mean, here's the deal. The Social Security number has never been yours. It's yours to use if you want to make a use of it. But let me put it to you right here. If I was to try to make a use of the number name in which you are the only authorized user, and I was found out that I was using it in an unauthorized manner, well, guess where I'm going to go? <laughs> Straight to jail, all right? <laughs> and let's yeah. say you co- Let's say you try to sell it to me. Let's say you say, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sell you this number name. You can start making it easier. Well, guess guess who's gonna go to jail? Me and you, all right? <laughs> because you know, people uh, sell what you don't own. I I, I got you. All right. So I, when you look at it like that, when, what the, the the guy at the embassy told my friend was, he said this. He said, "You want to um, stop." You want to, you know, the thing with the Social Security number, he said, you want to stop being subject to it, then stop using it. It's that simple. You can't get rid of it. You didn't create it. Yeah, sure. I agree with you. So you can't, you know, you can't even, you can't even say, um, take it all back and destroy everything in it because you didn't create it. The equity is still sitting on the books. And 20 years from now, you might change your mind, and you say, okay, I want to go ahead and uh, get that equity now. And they'll say, sure, no problem. Sign here, sign here, sign here. Beneficiary signs for the benefits. That's all it is. And so even if you think you can do away with it, you can't. Even if you try to do away with it, you can't. You didn't create it. So, you know, um, it is that simple. You know, mastery over it is just stop using it, (laughs) you know. No, I agree. Like There's there's this one guy, he's married to five sisters, and he just ended up got another woman that, you know, that he's not married. He's only married to one of them, but there's I think five others that are his wives, too, but they're not married. And he's got a bunch of kids. And uh, you can say it's polygamy, but I mean they've taken him to course and everything else, but they had to let him go because they 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 can't hold him. He said, You can't tell me who I can keep in my house and who I can whatever He says that, you know, they, they agreed to stay here. And this and that. And he's not married to him but only one, but he there's four sisters that he's you know, that are married or how can I say married or living with this guy. They consider yep. themselves his wise. And uh, the court systems has tried to put him in jail many a time, and they can't.
2: They because he's
3: not bound by none of that. None of us are, unless, of course, we, we freely bind ourselves. We, it's all in consent. You go read the I mean a really amazing book in the Bible, one of my favorite books in the entire so called Bible and the New Testament is one of the smallest books in all the Bible. It's called Philemon. And there is so much written in the book of Philemon. <clears throat> but there's one point in there, and it talks about consent. You know, and, and so that's what it comes down to. You know, you whoever you consent to obey, that's who you're subject to. And so <clears throat> if you want to say, well, according to such and such law or such and such code, well, go ahead. It, it didn't take me five minutes to understand who you submitted to. You know, and so it doesn't take a judge too long. And And the two cannot walk together except they be agreed either. And if you fall out of agreement, then you go your way and I go mine. You know, and there's no hurt, no harm. Well, what does the old law say? Get out of a man and a woman. Get away from a man and a woman in marriage. And think about this. It says... In Deuteronomy chapter 24, it says if the man be caught or, or, or if one of them caught in adultery, then the man or the woman can can leave, right? So what if the heads of state, the husbandmen, have been found doing things in greed and lust to try to get rich with other heads of state as they rip off the citizens, the wife? They, they're not very good husbands, are they? They decide, hey, you know, let's just see what we can get from her. we we'll use her up, right? Yeah. And so is not this adultery? in this fornication where these men are doing unseemly things with men, the husbands of state, the heads of state are doing things with other heads of state, plotting and conspiring to see how they can get rich and rip off the people. All right, well, yep. once that happens, then the citizenry, the, the the woman is free to marry. And what about the, the, the woman? If she is found in adultery, um, you know, that... Uh, um, enjoining um, the citizenry of one state looking to enjoin themselves to the citizenry of another state, then the husband is within his rights to divorce. All right. Yeah. See that that uh, if you look at some of that, uh, a lot of that was added in there when they put the so-called King James version together because a lot of it don't read exactly like that. I mean, because what I've been finding out in the Greek and also. In some of the uh, Hebrew, is that when you say uh, adultery, it means disloyalty to God or good. Well, yeah, but I mean, what I'm trying to say is, there's many outworkings of that. There's many, many outworkings of understanding. And, well, uh, yeah. there's there's the cosmic there's the cosmic understanding of that and and then of course there's like in other words in the beginning he separated the waters from the waters so there's the earthly understandings and there's the heavenly understandings all right so um but i agree i mean there's many outworkings of that same truth and uh, so you know what i'm trying to say is is that the the woman the citizenry is within um i would say her rights but you understand what i'm saying yes yeah, so um, to to um, marry Whomsoever she wants to Enjoy herself to Because clearly the husbandmen Have been fought, have been caught In uh, under dealings And uh, taking bribes You know uh, Isaiah chapter 1 Says you know Look I've tried to mollify this thing And he said the whole head is sick The husbandmen they're all sick He said the whole body is sick From head to toe He said it's just an absolute mess right? Yes, and so, so look around Look around. Does it look like that we live in a healthy, benevolent society, or does it look like everything is sick from head to toe? And so what are you left with, you know? Where are you going to put your trust? That's what you're left with. Trust is your most valuable. It is the most valuable thing you've got. And if you place your trust with the husband then and they decide to sell you like a pawn, well, is that is that a good thing? No, it's not a good thing. Are they within their rights to do so? Yes, they are. Are they loving the wife? No, they're not. No. Um, it's but I, I, I believe it was, I mean, if you go back, you know, the man thinks that he's the one making the or choosing the wife. It was always the woman that chose the man, you know, for a husband. They, yeah, they made everything, uh, you know, that the man is the head of this and the man's the head of that, and that it was not like that. It was the woman; she was well, the one that had the power. The man, all he was, was basically a worker.
2: So, well, even in
3: modern society, doesn't the man go and get down on one knee and ask, um, "Hey, would you marry me?" And it's it's the woman's choice if if she says yes or no. I mean, ultimately we still see that played out in modern society, right? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, slightly different, but I mean, because, I mean, the men, I mean, if you go back uh, even a thousand years ago, I mean, it was always the woman that went and asked the man. It was, you know, it was never the man going and asking the woman, even though he liked her or was in Mm -hmm. love with her. Yeah, he really knew he had no chance except that woman come to him, and you know, and she would also bring her father with them as a witness, saying, "This is the man that I want." If he said yes, I agree to that, then that's when they did the ceremonials and the rituals or whatever. Then and then they became husband and wife, so to speak. Yeah, and it was. Was the woman's choice it was never the man's but the way well, doing, they've got it playing out now that the man is lord over everything and the woman don't have no say so whatsoever think about think about the um the woman as a group of people who decide that they're going to enjoy they're going to join together in a common um society um for their own mutual benefit. And so they get together and they say we will submit to each other for our own mutual benefit, and we will elect officers who will do who will do certain duties uh, for our collective good. Um, now these officers become the husbands, but it is yeah. the woman who chose, right? Yeah, it could be one or all five, or it, it all depends if they all chose the same person. It would. It would. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it, you know, because a lot of people think, well, you're only supposed to have, be able to have just one wife or one husband, and that's it. That's malarkey. Well, I think Jacob had four wives, and we understand that on a cosmic level to be understanding and wisdom and knowledge and um, well, what's the other one? Uh, instruction or something like that. Um, but full wives, right? So, I don't know, that sort of seats down one, doesn't it? Yeah, but how would your quiver be made full if you'd, I mean, unless you put that woman through purity of hell and had 15, 20 kids?
2: <laughs>
3: you know, it tells us that our quivers may be full. Quiver is talking about our children and our, our uh, you know, or prodigy and things like that. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to get off into all that, but I'm just saying the way they've they twisted so many things that everybody takes it as purity gospel now. And, well, I would and say, I would just offer this one thing, and I think you'll agree with me that um, what we need to kind of do is get away from... Um, media we want to try to i mean not to be you know one who never listens to the radio or the tv but but when you listen to it it's because someone called you up and said hey man you really need to hear this you know i mean it's not something you tune in for your daily programming because it helps to these things help to um establish um belief systems in us which you know may not be true you know and most times aren't true it's just there to, you know, control us, to establish it so that we can be easily manipulated in our, um, I mean, because, I mean, I think someone just posted in here in a little while ago uh, about love, you know, and, and wouldn't, wouldn't it be awesome if we lived in a benevolent society where everybody had love on their mind, where we would serve each other in the good, and we wouldn't be worried about, you know, having to lock up something or to protect this, that, or the other, or, Know, being taken advantage of and service would be a joy. In fact, that would that would be the 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 root of our happiness. Is how can I serve you today? You know, how can I put a smile on your face today, right? Yes, and I uh, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I I mean, what you just said, I endeavor to do on a daily basis. Even like I tell people, they can call me any, me any hour of the day or night, if they, if they if they if I come to their mind or if they need something or need someone to talk to, they can call me. I mean, I'm there to endeavor to help my fellow man or woman in any way I can. To you
2: know, and
3: uh, and always to pray for me if I come to their mind. Say a, a speak a blessing on me, hopefully, not a cursing. Amen. And you know. Uh, because the greatest thing to me is when I come to the understanding of knowing of a creator and what that creator has manifested in, you know, in this universe. And I'm just one minute speck in this whole thing. But it thought enough about me to make me like I am. Do you know what I'm saying? Amen. And you know that story of the um of the prodigal son, Jim, where they had the, the two sons, you know? And yes. There's a one son who who he didn't take, you know, he didn't take his true estate. Basically, the father gave him a little spending money. And yeah. um and he said, "All right, if you want to go out, go your way." I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lord over you. I'm not gonna suppress you and tell you you're going to have to do this. You got your free will. Here's your spending money. Now you know go do what you want to do. And it wasn't until that one son got to the point of degradation in his life that he was. You know, the hog slop can mean many things. You know, maybe he's partaking of. You know. Uh, horrible um, images. Uh, he's, he's watching TV, you know, and all this stuff. The programming in his mind of the stuff, or what he reads, is hog slop. Or maybe it's the food he's eating. It's just he's he's eating the hog. I don't know. I think it's all of it. All of the above. It's it's a state of absolute he, degradation. Yeah, he wasn't in tune with the, the the true nature of what was going on. He was just rolling with the flow, as oh, far as the world system. And he was beat down by that world. Well, as long as he had money in his pocket, he had friends and he had um, he could get what he needed. When their money ran out, the world said, we're done with you, Jack, and um, let's just see what we see. And next thing you know, this guy is at a point of absolute degradation. And unfortunately, I do believe that many will have to come to that point of abasement before they will see that, you know, love is the better way. Greed and lust is just not going to get it done. Well, it says love covers a multitude of sin, and the word sin means to miss the mark. In other words, we were not on the correct path, so if we show forth that love, it will bring us back to the correct path, I believe, when we really let our heart lead and guide us, you know, in all truth, not by every wind of doctrine. You know, because the guy over here saying, "Yo, I got the answer over here. And the other guy down here says, no, I got the answer. I'm not saying I got That's the right. an- all the answers. That's right. I, I said, all I'm going by, and I usually tell the people on the call, that that I'm just sharing my life experiences of what happened to me by knowing this divine nature that is within me and what it really can do for me and everyone, if they will allow it. I'm just going by my life experiences. That's the only thing I can go by. That's why I was telling the people, you know, don't be a hearer only, but be a doer also. Test it. Try it. And that way, by doing that, that's where we get our experience of that, their concept, and then we can, like I believe White Wolf said, you can watch one, do one, and uh, help one, I think. I, I I can't remember right offhand. But that's the, that's the only way we're going to get our experience in this walk with the Creator to become the true sons and daughters of the ever-living. Amen. So awaken to that. If I just sit here all the time and listen to what everybody says, but I don't get up and do none of it, I'm not going to know any of it works. That's it. You don't really believe it because it, you just you're 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 waiting to see if it pays off for somebody else. Yeah, and, and I missed so, the boat. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and that's you know, why there's, there's there's a line where Jesus said, and, and and he said, "Hey, it's not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles him; it's what comes out of him that defiles him." Yes, And think think about this. You know. Um, If I say something, you know, I'm trying to help somebody, but the way I say it promotes ill will. It promotes maybe envy or maybe it promotes guilt or maybe um, anything else beside love, right? Um, Or what if I say something and and I let words slip from my mouth that promote anger or um, jealousy, strife? Um, You see... I, I see. I've thrown these out on the waters, and and these things, you know, the principle of karma is written all through the Bible for those who can see. These things have a way of coming back upon a man and or woman, and um, and so um, to me, that's part of the cosmic idea of um, of bearing false witness of of, of to be in sin. Um, as I these things, I'm having a, um, or we are having an impact upon many waters. And many people will hear, and the question is, is it promoting love or is it promoting self-interest? Um, and so the, the highest um, is love, right? I mean, the highest is uh, to come to a state of um, potentially self-sacrifice and even dying to one's uh, own greeds and lust uh, in the consideration of somebody else, well, I understand yeah. if I offend anybody, that is not my intention i 'm only speaking from my experiences, what I know to be true, and what I've found out to be true and uh, If I sound uh pushy or or uh, whatever or i 'm not trying to promote any ill will to anyone and if right. I have, I ask you to forgive me now because that that's not my intention. Well, exactly, and that you know what? Just having the perspective of somebody else always on the mind—the the front, the forepart of the mind—that you know, we—it's bigger than me. You know, it, there's you, there's everyone else on this call, and who will hear this call? And it's us. How about that? Right. Okay. It's not yeah. us versus them. It's just us. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm going to, like it says in the scripture, go and tell the good things that Yahweh has done for you. And that's Amen. that's what I'm doing. I the only way I can do that is through my life experiences. Now, somebody else's life experience might be somewhat like mine, but it may be different or totally different, you know. Uh, but, uh, I'm, like I said, I, it's I don't know everything. I'm learning just like everyone else is. And I don't want... People to think that I think that I know everything because I don't. I mean, I'm I'm on these calls too to learn and to I get information from everybody. We learn from each other. No one person has it all. These of tabernacles, you know. Otherwise, it's like the scripture says: if one if one man or woman had it all, then it's our our nature to boast. It's our nature to say, "Hey, look at me! I got it all." You know? No, I know. When you know when you were last time uh, a few weeks back, I think when you were talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. I, I was thinking about that, and meditating on it, mm-hmm. and I got to thinking. Well, I'm a tabernacle. Yes. yes. And we're coming to the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, I got to come to that feast and fill myself. Yes. And it, it, it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say that's why Paul was called a tent maker. He was. He was revealing, the. Uh, Well, even though Paul still remains veiled to many people, but Paul was called a tent maker because he was revealing some of the um, encrypted truths of the Old Testament. And uh, so you're the tabernacle. We each are the tabernacle, and God dwells in this tent. That's right. right. I mean, because as above, so below, and and uh, when when you had mentioned that back, uh, I think uh, last month, maybe, and uh, uh, it came to me and then uh, I was meditating he said, well, you're the tabernacle and you you coming and they keep talking about coming to the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, I have to feast on that power and understanding and love of the Creator and wake up to that new understanding, that new life that's within us where I can yeah. wake it and grow. Yeah, the resurrection from the dead, man. Yes, and sir. Dead, I got to believe that thoughts that's right and that gives me excitement i get sometimes i get carried away and i'm not trying to be that way but it's like like well who was it elijah said there's a uh fire shut up in my bones i gotta let it out hey man it, it, you can't help but get excited you know and you start to see that hey hold on a minute here man it's talking about me yeah. You know, all these stories are talking about me and my interaction. God working it. You know, it wasn't until I actually started to realize that Genesis chapter one and two. Yes, they can be um, they can be discerned as the creation of matter. If if that's what if those if that's the truth, the earthly truth in which you want to uh, hang your hat on. That's fine. That's fine. They're true. But when you change your Mindset, and you start to see, um, you know, that this is a weak um, generation of man's consciousness, and God working in man to bring man from the status of a creeping thing, um, <laughs> so, something that is low, base, the natural man. We're told in the New Testament is a brute beast, and meat for destruction. You know, and, and being brought from this natural state into this. Um, heavenly state and then you know those waters those earthly waters and those heavenly waters mix and so then you find those great fishes like peter caught 153 great fishes and what did he do when he found the great fish he threw all the rest of them back yeah you know he said i can't you know i can't take any more of this earthly fishing you know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean, I very heavenly
2: fish
3: All right. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. And like I, I always uh, pray a lot of times, or say it, speak it out within myself, that let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the sight of those that hear me, that I may be a blessing and not a cursing to them, and that I show forth love and truth in harmony to all mankind. Amen. Because uh, I want to be a blessing. I don't want to be a cursing because I'm just like everyone else. I don't think I'm any better than anybody else. I'm I'm endeavoring to do what the Creator says to do and to walk in it with every breath that I breathe and every fiber of my being. And I learn from everybody. You know, they got this guy in the Old Testament named Moses, you know, and if you want to get down with a historical Moses, that's fine with me. I don't, you know, I'm not going to argue with him. That's fine. Do You want to call him Akhenaten, call him whatever you want to call him. I, I don't care. But then one day I realized I'm Moses. I was born in Egypt. I was raised as a prince in Egypt. I had everything I needed and more, okay, and and you know what? One day, after forty years of probation, I came to the truth, and I had to take a real hard look at that, and had to make a decision: was I going to stay in in metaphysical Egypt and bondage, or was I going to leave and and turn my back on even those who were, you know, begging me to, hey, what are you doing, man? I mean, you lost your mind, you yeah. know? Come to our church, or I can't believe you're doing this, you risking everything, you know. You know all you know all the ancient writings and stuff, I mean and the the scriptures and stuff, they're they're talking about us. It is. About how to be as he is. You know, it says he's not a man that he should lie, even though we're in this body. But he's teaching us to be as he is, to be him in this earth where we're physically can be seen and his power can be manifest before us. That we know and can have calm assurance is that we are just as he is. But we have a choice, like you said, to either to walk in, you know, blessing and goodness, or we can use it the wrong way and get the cursing and the evil. Yeah, but, that's right. It's our choice, free will choice. That's right. But the best part of it is he put all that there, and all those stories are talking about each one of us and how to be as the creator is in this three dimensional world and uh, let let his glory and power shine forth, and we get to be part of that that, that to me it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing, I tell you. Amen. Well, you know uh, what if what if Moses is our reason, you know, and what, therefore Moses is in everybody. Moses is no longer a man. Moses is, is in everybody, you know. And when and when our reason is elevated to the heights of the mountaintop, and we're shown the heavenly truth, what what is, what happened to Moses then? Was he allowed to stay up on the mountain and commune with God and say out oh, of hell with him? What what happened to Jonah when he tried to sit down there and he? side of the east, they were there on the side of the spirit, you know, he said, hey, I might leave it to hell with Nineveh, you know, let them go to hell, or destroy all of them, just like you said you were going to do, and yeah. God said, hey, hold on a minute here, Jack, he said, you know, they don't know the left hand from the right hand, now get back down that mountain and go down there and talk to them, teach them, show them, you know, and be the ambassador of the Holy Spirit in the earth, you know, and, you. um, amen, because they they've run amok, they didn't have no guidance, and they were doing every manner of evil. They were harming each other, uh, just doing all manner of things. And he he said that this is not what I intended it to be, you know. No, no, not at all. And then we look at our own minds, and we say in our own minds, you know, we look at our carnality, and we say, "Geez, now." I know I didn't want to do what I just did, and yet I did it anyway. And now I'm upset. I I don't know why I did it. I mean, I I knew I shouldn't eat that um that chocolate pecan pie, but I ate it anyway. And now I feel horrible. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. And, yeah. And you say, why did I do it? You know, just go ahead and insert something else or whatever. Why did I do it? You know, and and uh, and you know that which we know we should do, we don't do. You know, it's just this struggle between the higher mind and the lower mind, you know, and who's gonna win, it, you know? It shows us that, you know, in most cases we act as natural brute beasts and uh we don't have no uh guidance or understanding, but it takes that divine spirit from within us to where we can, you know, receive insight and uh wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to where we can kind of get our, uh, how can I put our beastly-like nature under control to where we can, you know, be able to, uh, I wouldn't say walk respectfully, but how, I'm trying to find a word where I was trying to. Yeah, well, you know that in in the in the first chapter of Genesis, there's I mean, if you want to take it as a um, as a a, a, um, a creation of matter in the universe, then that's fine. But there's a there's a verse you're going to have a real hard time with, and I think it's around verse twenty-seven or twenty-eight. And God said, "Go forth and replenish the earth." Yeah,
2: repopulate it. It was populated
3: before. Re- Replenished here. So if you want to talk about earth ages or but let's say you don't want to talk about matter and you want to talk about consciousness and he's talking about the renewing of man and working in man's consciousness to bring him to what's called the seventh day man or what they call the glory of the sun, right? St. Paul said there's glory of the sun, the glory of the moon. He said there's the celestial and the terrestrial, Yes. And uh so you know, it's uh it's um it's about consciousness, man. I mean we can get all riled up in um well I'll put it to you like this right here. In all of your existence, did something ever spring into existence without a mind which designed it first? I mean, matter has never preceded mind. I agree. Never. And so, you know, <clears throat> People want to talk about today, they want to talk about dark matter or they want to talk about light matter. But what did what did God say at Psalm 139? He said, I created the darkness, I created light. Yep. All of it. You you go down to the depths of hell and try to hide from God. He's there too. That's what it says in, in the same Bible. Everybody says, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. He said, Go on down to the depths of hell so you can get away from God. He said, yeah, I'm there too. <laughs> and no matter where okay. you go, he's there. <laughs> That's right. That's
2: it, right.
3: It, it also says, We sing at the dawn of creation. If you stop and think about that, everybody says, okay. We've only been here so many thousand years. That's the biggest malarkey ever come up with. I mean, if we sing at the dawn of creation, depending on uh, which. I understand that we are spirit or mental, but we were there in the beginning, and we're going to be there in the end. The, in the sons of God and the stars of God. The stars, the sons of God, and the, the, the sons of God lit, lit, and the stars of God sang. So there's your sons and there's your daughters. So right there at the beginning, people say, oh, no, the whole thing is masculine. Bullshit. Why is there a woman in the earth? That's right. You you can know the Godhead by the things created. The Godhead is feminine, too. I agree with that. And I was, uh, earlier today, I was uh, meditating on, and it came to my mind about alpha and omega. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, I am both alpha and omega. I am the beginning and the end. Mm Mm-hmm. The olive top, that's right. Hey, you want to see something pretty cool that they put right on the face of the dollar bill, which uh, anybody who can take a dollar bill out of their uh, wallet, you can go look at it. And they wrote the alpha and the omega, and they put an altar over the top of Washington's head. If you look closely, Washington's the first president, that's the alpha. And look very closely, and you'll see he's flanked by an omega. And and then right at the very top of his head is an altar. They placed the altar at the top of his head. So you can fish out of the left side of the boat if you'd like, and you can fish in the Federal Reserve System and everything else. Or just perhaps you might decide to fish out of the right side of the boat. <laughs> uh-huh. i got to check that out. Thank you, bro. Uh, but, uh, man, oh, man. I mean, because uh, it, everything that that's talking about, everything is the creator. Everything. And, you know... We're made in that image and likeness. We're basically the creator having an experience is what we are. Yep, and and here's the thing is that um, in a sense, if you think about um, people talk about the dark ages, well, we're in them, okay? We're in the dark ages because people have basically placed God in a golden grave, okay? And they replaced God with religion okay, and and made God subject to their religion and, and all of their lower carnal mind and all their traditions and everything else and made God subject to that. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, there's a song that I absolutely love, and, you know, I challenge everybody to go, maybe they listen to it. It's by a band named Jethro Tull, and it's called My God. And it just came to mind when I just said what I said. Um, it's a really fantastic song. <laughs> I used, to
2: be,
3: I used to be a songwriter. I still, I haven't written none in a while, but I used to write songs. And I wrote one called The Greatest Love. Uh, it was a gospel song. And it's,
2: it,
3: you know, it says, it's a love, my friend, a very deep love. It's love, my friend, from God up above. It's a love for you and it's a love for me. Oh, it's love, why can't you see? It's love that will last Forever and a day, it's a love that will last as you go all the way. And it, and it goes on. Then it says, um, "If love was life and life was love, what would be your share? Would you have enough within yourself, or would you even care? To wish someone well, or to give them a great gift, does not show them love. That, well, that's only a myth. Love is joy, long suffering, kindness, and peace. When you show someone these things, love can never cease." so receive the right kind that comes only from above then you can truly say my life is full of love so then that's awesome brother i love that is, love is doing man love ain't saying love is doing you know keep keep the I, words for yourself do it you know what i mean that that's the love yes sir i mean i wrote that when i was about 17 years old and um i mean there's just so many things uh, believe me, when I understood what the Creator was about, and I'm still learning. Believe me, I mean it became one of the greatest things in my life. And uh, you know the story of the of the caterpillar and the butterfly. I'm going to bring you back to tabernacles here for a minute. All right? Yeah, forever. So, so the caterpillar he he sneaks off and finds him a nice place on a on a leaf, right? And he gets he gets down to eating, right? Yep. And before too long, he says to the world, he says, you know what? I'm going to build me a sukkah. And you know what? I'm going to go take shade in my sukkah, and it's just going to be me and the creator. And so he goes into that booth, and he stays in there with he and the creator. I say he, but you know what I mean. And he spends some time alone, one-on-one with God. And before too long, he comes out of that cocoon, but he's no longer terrestrial. He's celestial. He can fly. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm a sheer. That's And all the other caterpillars are searching to try to get to the top of the pillar. And all they, they, they're fighting and climbing all over each other trying to, you know, get to the top. And the one caterpillar who said, you know what, I'm going to build me a booth. you know what, I'm going to build this tent, and that's the most important thing in life. And he emerged, butterfly. And now he's no longer stuck in that 2D world. He could see down on the other caterpillars fighting, you know. Oh, yes, sir. He's in a whole different world. (laughs) He could see it all. He was just like inside the box, so to speak, but he got out of the box. Yeah, but he had to go. He had to. He had to find God within. He had to find the kingdom within, just as Jesus told us. He had to go and quit listening to pastor and every and friends and, and people who who truly do love him. I mean, you know, you can you yeah. say your um and you know your family loves you, but you know if they're just passing on the same traditions that they've been taught, then you know. It's real hard to just say, "Hey, you know, um, thank you," but uh, you know, I'm yeah, just a different been path for me. You know? Yeah, so, I love, it, but I, I, I'm, I'm looking at a different uh, beam of light, so to speak. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Try not to hurt them, you know, but, uh, but it's like, um, like Saint Paul said, you know, there is no nothing that's unclean to he who. Um, you know, once you come to a certain level, um, you, you know, if somebody worships cows and they decide to have themselves a um, a worship service to the cow and they cut that cow up into all sorts of steaks, and they go through their worship service or whatever and they do whatever they're going to do and dance and whatever. And then afterwards they leave. And if I'm hungry, I just might take one of them steaks and cook it up and eat it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there ain't nothing unclean to me. I know that. I know that you know. It's about consciousness. It's about it's about the intent of the heart. And if my flesh body's hungry, I'm gonna eat me a steak. All right. <laughs> I, I, know? I agree with place. you, brother, because this is whatever Adam <laughs> called it or them talking about the animals, that's what it became. If they if they look at it as unclean, it becomes unclean to them. But if Amen. they look at this right. well, food, exactly. you know, that it's nourishment to my body, then I don't believe it's unclean because they're looking at it from the honesty and purity of their own understanding and heart. You know, I never heard a thought like that. But, um, you know, Jacob spotted the um, cattle that he, the, the goats of the sheep that he had that were spotted. But, you know, I've, I've looked at that as his impure thoughts. But I never have heard it taught that Adam named all the animals. That's exactly he claimed them. He named them. Those yes. are his thoughts. Those are his thoughts. And God is work trying to work in our consciousness. And yet, you know, we're battling since He gave man uh, free will. It's a battle against man's own lower mind. You know, are we gonna are we gonna quit with our carnality and allow the Father to work in our own um, lives? Right? I say the uh-huh. Father. But go read, go read Psalm, go read Proverb thirty one, and read about your heavenly mother, who, who King Lemuel, which is every single one of us, is supposed to sit down at her feet and listen to instruction, my son. Right.
2: Oh so, yes, and, sir. Uh,
3: that's right. Listen to your mother because she's got much to teach. All right. Else she died the Holy Spirit. Right. Let's listen to that a little bit, and and, and tune to a different frequency. Right. So she, she's uh, the instructor of the house. It says. <laughs> right, so Paul being a tent, a tent maker, and we're supposed to i think Isaiah somewhere around the chapter fifty four says to the, stre- the stretching to, to stretch and lengthen the tent cords of your mind, yes, you sir. know, and Paul being a tent maker, I mean, how are we not talking about consciousness here? Oh, I agree a hundred percent, brother, you're right, I mean. We have to stretch our ten cords of our mind. If we don't, we're never going to go nowhere. And it's just like White Wolf has mentioned in the past, sometimes like it says, and I know I don't want people to take offense to this, but all of creation is having a having sex or a sexual experience because without that, there's no movement. And we we have to be in movement constantly in order for things to manifest and happen, because if it's standing still, it is not. It it fades away. Hey, listen to this right here. I gotta just read some scripture right quick, man, because this it came to mind, and and so if it came to mind, I gotta read it right. Whoever he, he says Isaiah fifty four one. Sing O barren, it, that did not bear. I mean, you talk about the Holy Spirit, the, the Rachel in us, the woman of the right hand. You know, have you ever noticed that Abram couldn't bring forth with Sarah? He, you know, it wasn't until he became Abraham that he could bring forth, that yes. he could impregnate Sarah, right? So this yeah. barren woman, you know, is, is the spirit side of us, which doesn't bear, uh, forth, bring forth the child of promise because we're too busy intercoursing our emotions to bring forth these desolate children, right? Does it, does it, all we do is, you know, she, she brings forth whatever to the mind. She brings, hey, if you want to take the apple or whatever you want to call it, even there, there was no apple, but if you want to say it's an apple, Eve, the emotion, brings forth the apple um, enticed by the central nervous system to the mind, Adam, and says, make it so. Adam says, okay, baby, no problem. I'll make it so for you, right? You just sit back and let me figure it out, right? Yeah. and uh, But listen to this. Sing, O barren that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate, that which is birthed from emotion, I add, than the children of the married wife, said the Lord. All right, now get this 52. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them yes. stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Bear not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Now, get this. I love verse 3. He says, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed (laughs) shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Now, what if you could get down with this? What if the city was the place of consciousness? And what if the Gentiles are the lower thoughts, the lower base thoughts, which have nothing to do with with the true heavenly Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, which abides in the heavenly realm called Mount Zion, or the highest heaven of heavens in Deuteronomy 14, which is the highest place in consciousness in a face-to-face emergence with El Elyon, where you and the Father are one. All right? Yes, sir. I agree. But so, oh, yeah. so we got to enlarge the tent, man. we got to be that caterpillar. Yes, right? sir. We have to. Yeah. Uh, oh, hallelujah! Oh, yes, to get down great. with this. Remember, I told you about the the woman and the and the husband. Listen to verse five. You want to know where Saint Paul? got it? I can't read verse five. For thy Maker is thine husband. <laughs> That's right. He's gonna make it all right. <laughs> so who's the? So who's the head of state? Who's supposed to be the head of state? Well, First Samuel chapter eight. They said, "Hey, we want a man king." what does it say right here at uh, fifty four five? For thy maker is thine husband. So you want a theocracy or do you want a democracy? It's, it's your your choice. Your choice. My choice. Is I... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A... I mean, it's all here. For the Lord hath called thee a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth. When thou, when thou was refused, saith thy God. Yeah, because why? Because we all, in a sense, in our lower baseness, we all said, hey, give us our spending money. Let's go away in a faraway country. Let us go see what we can see. Yep. All right. But we're going to have to return to our true husband and be married because St. Paul said, I betroth thee to one husband and even Christ. I agree with that. Remember, he said that, that they said they did this and they did that and they did all this. And that he said, but nevertheless, I have someone against thee. And he says, thou hast forgotten thy first love. Amen. Which is the Amen. divine creator, the husbandman. And, uh, oh, man. Amen. Don't See, it's all connected. Connected. Yes, sir, it is. And it's all got to do with consciousness. Well, and, man, and what beguiled? What beguiled Eve? He said, St. Paul said, I had betrothed you to one husband, even Christ, but don't be as Eve was beguiled in her mind by the the simplicity in in her mind. Eve was beguiled. Don't let your minds be beguiled as Eve was beguiled by the serpent. Well, what's the serpent? Your central nervous system. What is Eve? Eve is not separate from Adam. He called oh. their name Adam. Get on now to um, Genesis chapter five and start around verse two. He called their name Adam. Yes, sir. Okay? Adam and Eve are the same person. All right, the same one. Eve and I I, the... I agree. And the <laughs> same as we are now, we're both male and female. Amen. And uh, our chromosomes, and as well as our mind—the right and left hemispheres—the man and the woman. Amen, that's right. And in, in the book of Thomas, he, he says just that. I mean, uh, Peter's complaining. He's like, what are you doing trying to tell us, you know, that the salvation is just for us men? And he's like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You know, I, I can't quote it, but, you know.
2: Forgot God about says, Eve. She's uh, the mother of all
3: life over here. What do you mean we're the only ones going to inherit it? <laughs> yeah, from, from the spiritual Eve. In other words, there's a duality in all in everything. There's a lower base. There's a lower base understanding, that that which is earthly, and then there's a higher understanding, that which is heavenly. And then we know in Deuteronomy 14, and by the way, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, go look at the Hebrew. The word is not heaven. The Hebrew says Hashemayim. That's the heavens, plural.
2: Yes, sir. And then
3: Deuteronomy 14, it says, for the Lord dwells in the heavens, the heaven of heavens, all right? So yes, yeah, There sure. is Jacob's ladder. There is there is a, a climbing a required climbing of this ladder. So that it, are we trying to get into mergence, into oneness with you know, El Elyon, the Most High, or I am. Yeah. And so you know, we're not going to sit there if we do nothing but sit on the pew and just say, Hey, oh, you know, I believe that Jesus did. Oh, okay. So, right. what did you so what? I I agree. I, I was uh, last week I was telling people about uh Greg Braden put out a YouTube video, it's called How to Pray in Power and
2: uh
3: and he and he's putting out what Gary and us have been saying all along on the calls. You know, and he he and he repeated it three times. You know what it says, uh, um Ask and you shall receive? It says mm-hmm. that in the K V. Yeah. They left out uh you know the really two verses in it that tell you really how to pray and to make it manifest and it's in the book of thomas and it it, it, it was so important they repeated it three times it says when you can uh, marry thought and emotion as one you can say to the mountain move away and it will move away. And that mountain you can be anything, a lack of finances, a lack of whatever. It says, but when you can, like when we, our mind sees in pictures, and if whatever we visualize and see in our mind's eye, what we want and how we want it, and we give thanks for it, that we already have it, not going to get it, but that we already have it and are using it, and we, put that emotion with it, when you can marry those as one, nothing is impossible to us for anything. So you Did know you? what what you just came what came into my mind when you just said that, isn't that the story of Adam and Eve? That was the split. That's when they became two. That's when the one man or the one being, Adam, was split. There was a schism made in which the emotion was cut away, um from the mind, yes. And, the woman is the emotion. Yeah, a woman's the emotion, or she can be. She's the woman. If she's the woman of the left hand, she's emotion. If she's the woman of the right hand, she's spirit. And and so Abram could only intercourse that which was of the left hand. Abraham intercourse that which is of the right hand. Yeah. Right. And so, you know. Um, therefore um that's why one of the sons of um what did he, what did Rachel said the son of my sorrow ben me and um and then he changed his name to Ben yamin, son of my right hand, son of my strength
2: Yeah, oh, right. because
3: he had finally he was finally able to bring forth the the, the child of promise i mean look after all of the, the trekking back and forth to Egypt, what was it that Joseph, who's the type of Christ, said that he wanted? He said, he said Spirit, Judah, get your rear in back to daddy and bring me the little boy. All right? <laughs> bring me Benjamin. Yes. And that, that's, what, that's what Christ is saying to us. Where's the I, little child oh, inside of you? Bring me that. You know? Yes, sir. I agree with you, brother. Amen. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge been put out tonight, and folks, uh, man, I tell you, they ought to be getting a blessing and a half. Well, I, I, went, I could talk all night, but I just realized too it's getting to be that hour, so I, I think we need to. Uh, well, I, I need to go ahead and think about. It. I gotta get up tomorrow morning early, but I, I get I get a little zealous when we start talking scripture, so uh, <laughs> I gotta cut it off. <laughs> uh, I understand, brother. I'm like that too, and I forget about the time or the day even. I, I can go for a long time, <laughs> but uh, I love you and I. I really appreciate uh, your insight and uh, the things that you shared tonight, brother. It all jointly fits together, and I know that when the people listen to this, uh, my hope is that they're blessed and that they're and that they prosper in it, and that they, you know, not only just hear it, but that they they apply it and do it. You know, because that's, that's going to, that's what's going to, mm-hmm. when the scripture and the Lord says, prove me herewith, saith the Lord, mm-hmm. you know,
2: I mean, mm-hmm. we got to
3: be able to stand up and prove ourselves and say, you know, Father, it. you said this, is this, and this, and I applied it, I did it, I see that it works and that it is, and that's what it's all about. I will leave you with the one thought that, that in my mind, surmises everything we talked about tonight. Study to show thyself approved unto God, an able work that need not be ashamed, right? Yes, sir. I agree with you. And, brother, brother, I love love you, I appreciate you coming on. Well, thank Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity to share this good word. and, 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 hey, this has been wonderful. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why we have this here where other, everyone, I wish everyone would come on and at least uh, let us know if we're doing something right or wrong or whatever, you know, but uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and there's times that Lilu comes on and Gypsy and others come on. I mean, that all helps us all. I mean, no one person has it all, and by us sharing this, it opens up new avenues. And with okay. that, thank you again,
0: brother.
2: Shalom. Yeah.
3: You got something else to say, brother? Oh, I was just saying shalom and blessings and peace. And, and, Same um, to you. Yeah. Well, folks, we've been on here about three hours and 28 minutes, and I know you all probably getting tired yourself. And I really do appreciate each and every one of you coming here tonight and participating and uh, and listening and hope you come back next Sunday, same time, same place and with that I guess I'm going to end the call you know, I love each and every one of
2: y'all
3: and may Yava bless you, keep you in perfect divine health and may all your dreams come true. Shalom Shalom Good night